Hi, I'm Patrick. Hi, I'm Emma. And we're like heaps cultured and love to watch movies. But we haven't seen the ones we should have. So we've parked ourselves on this double bed. And we're going to fill in the blanks by watching movies two at a time. And then we're going to have a chat about it for your benefit on this little podcast that we've called... Double Bed? Double Bill. People are caring about very strange things these days and not caring about other things. Yeah. Why are, pe- why are boomers today so concerned in children's television programming? <gasps> the Wiggles. Why, why, are, why are boomers... Everyone's got a fucking thing to say about the Wiggles. Why? Leave the fucking people alone. Leave the children to look at the Wiggles on their own. Like, what do you care? Uh, go work and go broke, as what's oh, his name I said. I saw that. Um, go work or go what break. Is really funny. Motherfucker, I've first of all, um, Senator, I've never heard of you before today, so you're not that relevant. Yeah. Number two, do you think that a billion dollar business like the Wiggles that at one point was Australia's biggest export ahead of coal would just make this decision willy nilly? Like, do you think that they know what they're doing? I think they fucking do. Yeah. Hello. Oh, it makes me so. It gets me. It really riles me up when people have opinions about things that don't matter to them. And Bitch, a, I literally, I literally work in the yeah. arts sector for young people. Like, don't, don't come into my space, Senator, and start saying, "Oh no." Oh. And people, no I saw one article that was like people being like, well, that's the, that's it for me. No more. I'm like, oh, okay. So you're actively saying, oh no, brown people. No thanks. In fact, oh, yeah, in fact, I'm gonna burn my Wiggles DVDs. Is what they were saying. Oh my god! Are you fucking? They're harking me? back to the days where Australia was split into two types of white. Two types of white. And that's it. Protestants and Catholics. Oh, I see. I see. You're saying. And that's it. And <laughs> that's like, it. Polish people. What's going on here? <laughs> I fuck it. I can't oh, stand god. it. This is great. The new Wiggles look great. Hello, they, Fruit Salad TV. You bring it on. Oh, also, what a name for starters. Yeah. Well done, marketing. Well, marketing. it is a fruit salad because they are a bunch of Fruit oh. Loops, Emma. What? Oh, well done, marketing that came up with that name. It's fucking yeah. genius. Second of all, are we forgetting the Wiggles have already pivoted? Their business has already pivoted once before. Oh, with the big, the big dealt- cast change? Yeah, they've yeah. already done the shake-up. Yeah. They've got the girl in. They did the shake-up. Not to mention, there is a Vietnamese Wiggles. There is a Chinese Wiggles. Like, there are Wiggles all over the world. Are there? Didn't you know this? No. Yeah, not for years. Vietnamese Wiggles was the first one, I think. Or maybe Philippines Wiggles. And that had girls. And everyone was like, whoa. Long before Emma. Wow. Yeah. Long before little ballerina Emma. Long before Honestly, Emma. Honestly, why do people care so much? I saw one. I saw one comment that was like, "Oh, yeah, all right. Don't really care that they're they're new Wiggles, but you'd think that they could change the colors because oh I only know oh I don't God. know their name. I, I so just go off the color." I was gonna say, I got onto because every news, uh, you know, news thing on Facebook is posting it at the moment, and it's a whole bunch of weirdo, angry boomers on each one. Oh. I got onto one thread this morning just because I'm a fucking masochist. Just reading the comments. You do it to And yourself. on just this one particular article that was posted, above all the others, was just a bunch of people... It was really funny, actually, because they were all like, oh, it's good. It's great that we're bringing it into line. I don't care. That's fine. But why... You can't change... What, the colours. Confusing. Uh, what Kids aren't going to understand. They're going to be so confused. 
No, are you fucking kidding? Because there's two two people in the same colored top. They're gonna be like, I can't tell the difference between this white man and this brown girl. Like, it's so funny. People, I I just, if people cared half as much about real problems as they do, about about the fucking wiggles, like the fucking wiggles, mate. Oh my god. People are Can you imagine? Livid. Can you imagine bloody Jeff and Murray sitting around having the biggest giggle of their lives tonight yeah. as they rake rake in the residuals? And can we say, can we also flag, this is not the Wiggles being like, there are eight of us now for like, you know, everything. This is just for yeah. this TV show yeah. where yeah. there are them plus yeah. these four people. Their brand has just expanded. It doesn't mean <laughs> exactly. You're not gonna always have it's not a whole choir where they're gonna stand in two rows of four. Yeah. The, the band time. the Wiggles. The band the Wiggles yeah. is still just the four people. Yeah. Oh my god. Calm down. Maybe some little Filipino called John will come in every now and then and bang oh. a tambourine. Like what big Thank fucking god look? The the Beatles has some sex appeal again though, can I say? Mm. The Beatles. The Beatles. <laughs> the Wiggles. You just said the The Wiggles. <laughs> How old are you? You're the boomer now. Ah, those cockroaches, they're good. Um, (laughs) That's a deep joke. Um, Have you seen their hair? The what? The Supremes. Oh, those Supremes. Those Supremes. Those pointer sisters. Oh, the Andrew sisters. (laughs) Have you seen their big hair? I don't know. Their beehives. Oh, (laughs) beehives. Yeah, um, John Wiggle could get it. How beautiful. But, like, so what? He was... Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, Justice who crew? cares? Justice Crew, John. Justice Crew. Yeah. Who cares if 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 he comes on and bangs a tambourine every now and then? You really think that the kids are going to sit there and have a fucking seizure looking at that? Like, well, the, this is the thing. Like, And they were like, we've introduced all these. Like, Emma, they've already had other characters. Do you remember Zardo Zap? This is Deep Wiggles. No. Folklore. No, who's that? Zardo Zap was an that? alien. Let me Google that. Oh, Zardo, maybe. Zardo. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, How I saw that Zardo-y thing? Zed's. There's a lot of Zed's involved. Zardo Zap. Yeah. Oh, yep. Yep, an alien. Yeah. Oh, oh, hello. She had a whole song. <laughs> Bitch, forget, forget the alien. They yeah. have a, a fucking purple octopus and a dog. Like. Yeah, I mean, they're old school. But, like, Zardo Zap was, like... 20 years ago you know what I mean and they've yeah. been like they're like oh introducing new characters like Officer Beeples I'm like Officer Beeples is old school fuck off Officer yeah. Beeples has been around yeah. forever yeah I do remember Zardo's app looking at it with that that gold the, 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 the gold, gold. Yeah. and the and the green yeah, yeah. Zardo's app yeah. yeah yeah um they have also added a new character you know no who it's Shirley Sean the unicorn do you know about this it's a non-binary it's a non- unicorn non-binary unicorn <laughs> Yes. I'm confused as to how unicorns have a place in the Wiggles world, but anyway. I don't know. It's a fuck, There's an octopus with pants, To Emma. me, Go with it. To me, the Wiggles are like, here comes the mailman. Here comes the, you know. Yeah. Here comes Dorothy. It's not, <laughs> it's not a <laughs> unicorn. I guess there's no difference between a fucking dinosaur and a unicorn to most people, but to me there is. Anyway. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm... Yeah, dinosaur, dinosaur's a weird choice to start with, you know what I mean? I mean, let's it just is. look at Dorothy. Dorothy is a bit odd. She eats roses. Yeah. The, the gloves and the hat. Yeah. Yeah, Dorothy's fucking weird. Yeah. She's covered in, covered in hives. She's weird. <laughs> the whole thing... It's it, But that's, again, it's not surprising. Jeff has fucking narcolepsy. Had. Like, and people are, and people are confused that all of a sudden there's now... Someone who's Vietnamese Australian on there. Like, are you fucking kidding? Jeff's yeah. over there falling asleep 
driving. Oh <laughs> and that God. was fun. Oh, my God. Anyway, we just have to hope and pray that Greg stays safe. Keep Keeps that ticker in good condition. Oh, Greg. Can't, can't. No more over 18 shows. No more. Just stop fucking risking it, Greg. We know you've, do you remember you've that happened? done it for us now. Yeah, I do. Off, off stage. He died on stage? He didn't die? He died. He had a heart attack and died. And they like had to like revive him. Oh my God, I didn't know that much. Yeah. I was spared from that. Yeah. But how good to see the Wiggles as an adult. Toot, toot, chugga, chugga. Big red. Big, toot, toot. Hold on. This is going to be come, funny. Come on. Hold on. Um. She's thinking. Um, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Boot, toot, toot, chugga, chugga, big red Kia Carnival. <laughs> Toot, toot, chugga, chugga, big red defibrillator. Oh, oh that's <laughs> that bleak. My joke was better. What'd you say? Toot, toot, chugga, chugga, big red Kia Carnival. <laughs> what the fuck's a Kia Carnival? Oh! <laughs> Patrick, we are doing 1999. Emma, Emma, we... it's 1999. How old were you in 1999? I was four. That is absurd. I turned five in 2000 when I started kindy. Mm, I was four. Technically, I was four when I started kindergarten. Started kindy way too early. Like, people don't send their kids to kindy when they're four anymore. I would have been 10 turning 11. Yeah, it's a bit scary, hey, to think about that. Yeah. Big old age gap. Yeah. Not so big these days. What do you mean not so big these days? Like, the difference between you and me now is, like, irrelevant. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. But it will be really nice when... You hit that age where you look old, and I don't yet. Thanks. I'm looking forward to that. You <laughs> <laughs> great for me. I feel old already. 1999 week, volume two. Volume two, also known as People's S- Choice Week, volume four. So these um, two films were really, really, really high up on people's voting list. Well, they were third and fourth people. behind the two that we yeah. did yeah. A, f- a month ago. Really, really, really wanted us to watch these two films, so we fucking did it, and they're good. And guess what? What? No, the rest have seen I little of them. Oh, you butchered it. No, the rest have seen I of them. That's just a little different take on it. It's, it's, I am surprised that you've not seen Magnolia. Because you yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't really heard about it, honestly. I don't. Yeah, right. Like, I was you, like, what's you... that? Yeah, okay. You like the actors. Oh, my God. Tonight at dinner. Mum was like, what mm. movie are you doing tonight? Yeah. So no, Magnolia. She said, hmm, I've just seen Steel Magnolias. <laughs> oh, that's on the list. We definitely need to watch that. I know. Never seen it. I didn't want to admit that to her. No, I know. But, like, we need to watch it. And it will be I fabulous. I have heard I nothing but the most wonderful things about it. I know. Steel Magnolias. That's the one with Queen Latifah? No, bitch. It's got, like, Dolly Parton. No. <gasps> you love Dolly Parton. Parton. Who else is in it? Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. Oh, Dolly Parton. Cool Shirley MacLaine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <gasps> Patrick Sally Field is in it. Yep. Julia Roberts, Olympia Dukakis, Daryl Hannah. Mate, we got a. We got a. Dylan McDermott. He must Shepherd. be quite young. Our conflicted Sam Shepard. We don't oh, know what to think of him. Sam Shepard. Dylan McDermott must have been a boy, surely, or like a little teenager. Um, Shirley MacLaine. And the character has that funny name. Weezer? Weezer? Yeah, Weezer. Shirley MacLaine plays Weezer. Shirley MacLaine is is just... We absolutely have to watch that film at some point. Yeah, we absolutely do. The fact that we've never seen it. 1989. I know, it's pretty bad. 
It's pretty bad. Um, yes, another Magnolia film. Oh, another uh, one. Magnolia. Um, funny that we're watching Magnolia this week because all the Magnolias have yeah. just come into bloom. Yes. In Although I didn't think about the fucking flower once this entire film. <laughs> oh, yeah, <Yes>. right, sure. <laughs> yes. Um, there are some beautiful Magnolia trees in Stan... Stanmore. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I can't remember where I live yet. You got the halfway there. You said Stan. I started you to say Stanhope. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, All right. And let's get into our second it. film. Oh, second film. Our Jawbreaker. Second film is Jawbreaker. Which I'm hoping is about a particularly angry blowjob. Pow! <laughs> 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 right in the kisser. <laughs> I have no fucking clue what it's about. Well, you read the little synopsy thing last week. It's about a girl who, the prom queen, who oh, chokes to death right. on, a, on a jawbreaker. And that's you're still, right. you're still confused about what a jawbreaker is. Yes, I don't know what that is. Didn't you tell me you had a song for me to sing? A song to sing to me? I can't talk. Didn't you tell me you had a song um, to sing to me? Yeah, I did. I had one in my head that I wanted to sing for you and you could rate me. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, well, we'll get to that at some point. That's all right. Maybe not on the let's podcast. Let's do Magnolia. It'll come to me. It'll come to me. <laughs> all right. Well, let's... let's he- <laughs> okay, let's head into Magnolia. Here we go. <laughs> bye-bye. No need to say bye-bye. We're still here. <laughs> Strong, strong stuff here, boy. Wow. What exactly have wrong you need all this stuff? Motherfucker. What? Motherfucker. You, what are you talking fucking about? asshole. Who the fuck are you? Who the well, look, fuck lady, do you think you are? I come in here, you don't know me, you don't know look, who I am, what my life is, and you have the balls, the indecency to ask me a question about my life? Fuck you two! Don't you call me lady! I come in here, I give these things to you, you check, you make your phone calls, look suspicious, ask questions, I'm sick! I have sickness all around me, and you fucking ask me my life? What's wrong? I'm using death in your bed, in your house. Where's your fucking decency? And then I'm asking fucking questions. What's wrong? Suck my dick. That's what's wrong in you. You fucking call me lady. Shame on you. Magnolia was released in 1999, you guessed it. It was directed and written by Paul Thomas Anderson. It stars Tom Cruise, Jason Robards, Julianne Moore and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is that it? That's the only people you're going to list? They're the top-billed cast. I I mean, notable mention to, like, William H. Macy. Um, Philip Baker Hall is fantastic. He's in this film. Um... Who else we got? I mean, John C. Riley, of course. John C. Riley, hello. John C. Riley, yeah. Did you say Julianne Moore? Of course you did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Felicity yeah. Huffman has a good little bit part. Everyone's got little good bit bits. Patton Oswalt pops up. He uh, does. Mary oh. Mary in an uncredited oh. appearance. I screamed. Did you read? Did you read was... about her appearance and how? No. How did it happen? Tell me. She it was so small. That she requested to not be credited for it, or something. You know what? Power to her, because when you you have an uncredited appearance, it yeah. makes it seem like you're uncredited because you're so big. <clears throat> yeah, that right. You've just done it as a favor for the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, what a cast! Goodness me. 
What a cast. Yeah. It's a fantastic cast. Really, I mean, a, a lot of people that Paul PTA, as they call him, um, cast regularly. So it's kind of his his band of players. Yeah, right. I don't know the guy from Bar of Soap. What else has he done? Have you seen Boogie Nights? No. I say it with the infliction like I have seen Boogie Nights. But um, have you seen Boogie Nights? Have you seen Boogie Nights? And Boogie no, Nights? I haven't. No, I haven't seen um, it. Inherent that... Vice is another kind is of Is Boogie one. Nights a bit sexy? Yeah, it's about it's about sex work, I think. That's my thought. Yeah, it is a little bit sexy. Um, sexy. What else does he... Do you know who he is with? It's, it's fucking random. I didn't know this. He has been with... Um, oh, he's a bit cute. Yeah, he's a little bit cute, isn't he? Mm. He has been... Oh, he's been nominated for nine Oscars. He's been with Maya Rudolph for like 20 years. No way! I didn't know. I didn't know Um, who they were both together with. Oh, he directs a lot of music videos. He does, which is a bit of a choice. He's done like a lot of Radiohead, a lot of Haim. Fiona Apple. Yeah, it's a choice, isn't it? Oh, he's a little... uh, Oh, Punch Drunk Love. I have seen Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, so I guess the top ones are There Will Be Blood, yeah. Boogie Nights, Inherent Vice, and probably this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure this is the only one I've seen. There Will Be Blood should be on our list, though. Mm. Maybe we'll we do a PTA week. People consider him, like, one of the greatest working directors of all time. He's, like, pretty up there. Yeah, right. It's so funny. I've never I've not not really heard his name. Films. Yeah. No, I know. No, I know. Um, fantastic cast. And I think it's very a, a very well-cast film. Like, everyone... I, I didn't feel like there was anyone that was miscast. Everyone... Oh, do you know who you missed in your little list? To be? Tom Cruise. Who? No, he's the first one I said. Tom oh, Cruise, okay. Jason Robards, Julianne Moore, Philip Seymour Hoffman. There were so many. I you just, just didn't count. hear it. I had a little episode No, you, you just don't... You didn't hear it. A woman talks, I just Tom don't Cruise listen, you know? Yeah, I know. But also, Tom Cruise doesn't matter, so... He definitely um, matters in this film. This film was nominated for three Oscars. Yes. Tom Cruise for Best Supporting. Mm-hmm. Which you won the Golden Globe for. Yes. Mm. PTA for Best Writing. And um, Army Man for Original Song. Army Man? That's her name. Like Army, like oh, A-I-M-E-E. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. That's Amy. Oh, so, oh. I've, I know people called Army. A-I-M-E-E is Amy. I know, I know people called Army. Well, they are silly. Probably. That's not how you say that name. Oh, I'm blessed. That would mean her name is Army Man. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was like, who's Army Who's Man? Army Man? <laughs> I was really confused for a second. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> no one's ever talked about this, this hippie bitch in, in her life and never talked about her name. <laughs> oh. oh, she looks weird. Um, right, John so... Bryan did the music for the film. <laughs> Who that? John Bryan, he does it. He's he kind of almost does exclusively like films are like, what the fuck just happened? Like this film, right? Um, he does most, if not all of, I think Charlie Kaufman's movies, including oh cool, Eternal Sunshine, including the one that we've seen, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. we just watched it, um, Busy Man that year. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Yeah, waiting for movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman Guffman. What's his name? Being John Malkovich. <laughs> waiting for Philip Seymour Guffman. <laughs> Being John Malkovich. Being John Malkovich. Um, and, yeah. of course, Synecdoche in New York, just a clock. I'm surprised he kind of wasn't given any noms for his... Because I thought the score for this film was really cool. Yeah, and it's it, the music of the film is something I think a lot of people talk about and, like, 
are left with. Yeah. I think a lot of yeah. that comes down to Army Man's music. Sure. I think a her lot songs... of this film is is fucking has no words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music's great. Lots of scenes. Music's great. It's it's almost like the main ingredient for setting tone, I think, in the film. Definitely. Hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the cast. So, Julianne Moore. Yes. Exquisite. So good. She is brilliant in this film. Uh, I mean, she's brilliant a lot of the time, but yeah. where she is best is in being of absolute service to the queer community as a camp hysterical woman. Yeah. And fuck me, does she do it well. Oh, my God. And in this film oh, particularly, all, all she, that, that's all that she does. Quote. In that oh, fur coat, I know. Oh god, it is just manner for the from the heavens. I know it's really good. I'm very surprised it was not nominated for supporting for this. Yeah, it is very good work. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. How yeah. do you feel about him? I is it okay to speak ill of the dead? Yeah, you guffy life. He's not going to care. He's a little bit of a wet mop. Oh, he should care what I think about him. He's a little bit of a wet mop. Yeah, but that's the character, and he plays that character in a lot of films. Oh, no, I mean just him. Him in general. He is a wet mop. <clears throat> well, he plays that... I think he just plays that character, doesn't he? Yeah, he plays this kind of blobby character in everything. Yeah, but he's very good at it, and that's what he's famous for. Have you seen Capote? No, I should. Either have I. Just oh, quietly. another one. Another one should put on the list. Because that's like him... Taking off and being like, I have the lead role. And then he won an Oscar for it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, after, um, like, years of being, like, known as the, you know, best supporting actor. And then I think the next film he did where he was the lead was <laughs> Synecdoche, New York, I think. Um, where he's very good. But yeah, plays, because it's a Charlie Kaufman movie, it is the lead role, but it is also this wet bag kind of character. Yeah. Just in the league. Yeah, yeah, because it's Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. Um, he's a bit of a wet mop, and <clears throat> but he's very endearing in this film, and he's kind of one of the only people in this film I think you could consider, I'm, I'm doing air quotes, good. Like, he is just a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he, good intentions, <clears throat> doing the right things. Yeah. Also quite... I think probably the most grounded character, I want to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, doesn't have some wild story or is pulling off some insane stunt. Yeah. Like, he's just yeah. there doing this job in a very kind of measured... I mean, him reaching out to a celebrity to try and... is probably as wild as it gets, and that's kind of in the realm of believability, I think. Yeah, totally. For that character. Um, The older men in this film are mm. bloody fantastic. Everyone's pretty good, I think. The older men, though, yeah. really have really stood out. Yeah. Philip Baker Hall as Who, as Jim Gator. Refresh the, my drink. The, he's the um the the the, the game show host. <gasps> yes. He's very great. good stuff. That monologue the, where he talks about Chopin and he's like crying. No, no, I was just about to say that. Mm. The monologue where he talks about Chopin. That's brilliant. And it's just a close a super close up. Yeah. On his face. So That's good. brilliant. And then he drops. Jason Robards did some good work, even though he was Jason like, Robards dying did do some good most work. of the time. Yeah, he did do some good dying work, um, but also, I mean, quite easy to do. Yeah, well, he did die after this film. <laughs> this was his yes, last movie. Yes, this was movie. his last film, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. Oh, he died on Boxing Day. That's sad. Oh, he got one last Christmas in. That's nice. 
That's true. Uh, Boxing Day, time to put him in a box. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I know him mostly from parenthood. Yeah, sure. Who plays Steve Martin's dad in a a Um, very good casting because they look like father and son. He very famously won the Oscar for All the President's Men. Very famous film. Ah, don't know it. No, you don't know it. You don't know the movies that have, like, the good classic ensemble casts. You don't fucking know. You wouldn't know 12 Angry Men or All the President's Men if they hit you in the fucking face, would you? 12 Angry Who? 12 Angry Who? He was married to Lauren Bacall. He's, like, proper old-time Hollywood. Yeah, right. He's proper. They have one kid together. That's so cool. What's You know what I... Only I think about this, I think. Mm. When... Because back in the day... Yeah. You had... So I'm talking, like, old-timey Hollywood. You had to get married. You couldn't live in sin. Sure, yeah. So... But, of course, it's old-timey Hollywood. You're at... Like, your marriages are lasting, like, two years. Mm. Max. So a lot of these old Hollywood stars each have been married like four or five times. And along the way, they've married someone who has turned out to be super famous. Yeah. And they've had like, like one kid Yeah. in a couple of years. They've had a Drew Barrymore. They've had a Drew Barrymore. Yeah. But what's interesting is, is how many of just those one kids there will be that actually have super fucking famous parents. Yeah. Like, like... Well, I think like um like like, what's her face um, um oh yeah Princess her. Leia yeah yeah what's yeah. her name Carrie Fisher Carrie Fisher for example yeah for example two super famous parents I mean their marriage was not just fleeting but is I I know here's an example out there Jason Robards and Lauren Bacall had mm-hmm. one kid they were married for two years yeah where's that one kid now do you know what I mean. So your point was there were old men in this film, They're and they were good. That was my whole point. Yeah, they were good. Jason Robards was good. If, if the people knew how much good. I just had to cut out of you going on, what <laughs> fucking tangents about Frank Sinatra's failed marriages and children? I'm sorry, I think this way. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm like this. Um, my point is a good point, though. No, your point that... is a good point. Yes. Are you going to keep that in? Oh, no, your point will be in the edit. I'm just okay, taking good. out all the fucking flub. Okay, good. It's a good point. Um, and then the most, the top build, the Oscar nominee, yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. And like the marketing team's very much wanting to make this a Tom Cruise film. Really? Yeah. And old mate PTA was like, no, no, it's an ensemble cast. We really need to push the fact that it's an ensemble performance. And then yeah. old mate got his fucking award and nomination anyway. But very much it was going to be like Tom Cruise in Magnolia. And then some other people. Because he was right. like, at the time, like, that was, this was the same year that Eyes Wide Shut came out. Yeah. Like, Tom Cruise yeah, is this big, was his year. big property. Yeah. This is possibly the only film I like him in. He's very good in it. He is very well suited for this role. Um, He's kind of playing a heightened version of himself in terms of kind of, ener- like, personality energy, I think. And I wonder... Like, manic. Yeah, and I wonder if he knows that. Like, does he? Does yeah, Tom right. Cruise have enough personal insight to know why he is so good in this role? I don't think he does. He doesn't know. Nah, probably not. He and he's really know. nervous about doing it as well. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, he was like, he was nervous about being himself. He was like, I don't know. It's a bit, bit out. It's a bit out there. Oh 
my god, it's a bit out there. This is him pretty tame. <laughs> no couches to jump on. This is him having one coffee instead of two. Yeah, no, no white fluffy couches for you to jump on here. Although that scene where he where he first he does his does his presentation, the first part. Yeah. And then he goes to the room with the interviewer. And he's like, yeah, in his underwear, like being like a yeah. do- panting like a dog and stuff. Yeah. Very, very yeah. strange. It's very fucked up. Yeah. Um, um. Okay. Shall we? I'm scared to suggest it, but shall we? We can't t- possibly. We can't possibly talk about the plot. No, we can't possibly. Should the, we? Um, should we kind just... of? What we could do is vaguely outline the characters. I think. Yeah, let me and... just, I found this one line here, this one line synopsis yeah. that I think is is overarching. So, yeah. and this is what my Bible IMDb says, yes. gospel according to IMDb. Yeah. An epic mosaic of mm-hmm. interrelated characters in search of love, forgiveness and meaning in the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. 24 hours in LA. That's, that's it. That's about right. It, it really, that sums it up. So it's a big ensemble cast of people that we've kind of been talking about already. And we meet them all at once, very quickly. Yeah. And it's very confusing. And then over the three hours, eight minutes and mm. 30 seconds that this film mm. runs for, that's three hours, eight yeah. minutes and 30 seconds, um, these characters all are at least somehow inter- intertwined. It's one of those, it's like a thing. It's like a thing that happens in films these days, you know, um, and yeah. stories. But in a kind of good way, in a clever way. Um, yeah. So, the, and, But every, yeah, as, as this little synopsis you've just read, which is very succinct and lovely, suggests, I think we're seeing, it's interesting to talk about this, I guess, in terms of character and themes rather than plot. Because um, thematically, yeah. I think it's very much about like, I think forgiveness stood out to me a lot. Yeah. And, like, children who had been mistreated or abused. Yeah, so, or, like, uh, like gen- generational abuse? Yeah, intergenerational kind of trauma. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the lasting effects of abuse on children and, like, what that really does to a person over time, that kind of thing. Is How it, did you feel watching this film? Bewildered, then... Yeah fascinated and then tired and then interested i i quite liked it what do, what do you mean i i felt quite tense no i that's what i want to know what what it invoked in you cuz i mm. i felt like i sh- i was waiting to be triggered and then i was never triggered like i was when I you was said waiting... triggered do you mean like for an emotional response or no i mean triggered like uh hashtag triggered like to have like an adverse emotional response. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. I was waiting for that, and I was. It, it did a great job of building up to one of the 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 penultimate, you know, scene of the frogs the falling. Frogs. Yes. It built up to that really well. Yeah. Um, but my god, it was like a fucking. It was a two hour and forty five minute build up. Yeah. And it's like throws you in straight away. Like the beginning of the film is stressful from the beginning. Yeah. 
it's it's the opening is brilliant. So they show, they very quickly show you three. Oh yeah, scenarios that's right. Three coincidences. Three coincidences involving death. Yeah, yeah, and involving Miriam screaming. Miriam <laughs> Margulies. It's it's the the film is extremely clever. Yeah, and Do some you know, of the shots. That's stunning. that scenario where it's a guy who's committing suicide. He's got a suicide note in his pocket, but he falls off the building and yeah. didn't realize it was a net, so he wouldn't have died. But at the same time that he falls past the window, someone shoots a gun who didn't know his it was loaded, mom. but kills him. His mum. Yeah, in this film, it's his yes, mum. Yeah. Um, and he dies anyway, so it goes from being a failed suicide to a successful, I guess, manslaughter or murder. That is yeah. like a, an actual, not an actual case that happened, but it's like a, like a, a very famous like hypothetical that is like talked about yeah. in like law ethics and stuff all the time and like yeah, culpability right. and stuff. It's kind yeah. of fun that they put that in there. It is. Um, and it's a great way to start a film. Yeah. And they do, it, I, what I like about this film is that they do kind of throw you in the deep end, um, but they're obviously not giving you all the information up front. Yeah. And that's quite frustrating. Yeah. Because I wanna be I wanna be along for the ride with with these characters, but I'm like, bitch, I don't know why you're crying. Like I don't know why you're you've done like fifteen lines of Coke this whole film. Like I don't know. Yeah. And how funny that character was, oh, she was so annoying. kind of the base of the film. Have you read that? Claudia. Yeah. He, I didn't he know wrote that. that character and like imagined her arc and everything first. Like that was kind of the beginning of the film for him. Right. That's My his starting God. point. She's based well, on. She a, was a terrible. Character. She's based on a song, written by oh. Army Man, I think. Oh, he's Army Man. She's a ter- <laughs> it was, she was a terrible character. She was hard to watch. She was so unpalatable. <laughs> like she she did a very good job of playing that character, but I just think of course. the stakes were enormous the whole time and she was on drugs the whole film and then you've got john c Riley sitting there like teddy bear being like what's going on i john just have so much love to give c Riley. in this so can i'll we... clarify can i just say i watched yeah. this film twice yeah you did um and the second time i watched it, i really really more than anything because first time i was like what the fuck is going on yeah i'm so tired it's so late at night why did i stop watching this film so late and then yeah. got swept up in mostly Tom Cruise and um... <sighs> yes. What's her name? Help me. Julian Moore. Julian Moore. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but the second time I watched it, all I could watch was John C. Riley. I think he did a really brilliant job of this character. In my humble opinion, I'm sorry, I'm doing it. I'm putting him into my mouth. Um, in my humble opinion, he is one of the most underrated and diverse actors of all time. Yeah. He is, he is so, his his breath of work is so diverse. Yeah. Chicago. Oh, forget about that! I forget about it. He's, he's in Chicago. Good. He's really he's so heartbreaking good. in Chicago. I love someone. I mean, I mean, maybe it's. Maybe it's a little bit of when you perceive someone as being a comic actor. I mean, comic acting is fucking hard. It's probably harder yeah. than dramatic acting. Yeah. And but people imagine comedy being easy for some reason because it, mm-hmm. because we're laughing mm-hmm. and having a good time. It feels like it's a flippant easy thing to do, even though it's much yeah. harder. Yeah. Um. So we get you get like a John C. Riley or like a Kristen Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. doing a dramatic role, and it just feels like whoa, what is this? Or like a a Jim like Carrey. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's just this extra bit of sizzle on top of a really good performance. John John C. Riley was fantastic in this film. Yeah, yeah. You um, wanted to keep watching him. Yeah. So let's outline some of these characters. So John C. Riley, he's a cop. He is he's not a loser. He's not very good at his job. Like he's like forever dropping his baton. We see him <laughs> that scene that scene where he like goes into that woman's <laughs> house and he's like, Is there only one home? And she's like, No, I'm fucking That's the other thing in this yeah. film. The swearing in this film. Yeah. It's just next level. Yeah. It, it's kind of fun. It's a barrage. Yeah. I've written I've written one of her things down. What did she say? Um I like that actor as well. She's funny. She's good. Motherfucking motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and then she's like, don't go in that fucking closet. I don't know who fucking froze in that fucking closet. And he opens the door and there's like a dead person. She's like, I don't know who put that there. That's not mine. <laughs> That's not mine. <laughs> she says or something like that. She's funny. <laughs> she is funny. Um, yeah, so he's a, he's a bit of a dropkick cop mm-hmm. who gets called to knock on the door of, what's her name? Come on, I'm going to lean on you so much this movie. Claudia, this Claudia, Claudia. Claudia. Because nation, neighbours have heard a commotion because she's had a fight with her dad who came over, but she's also been doing a lot of coke and playing yes. music really loudly. And he kind of just, like, invites himself in to have... Well, he goes in to, like, check out that everything's okay. And then lingers and was like, hmm, that coffee put... Like, talks about coffee in a way that makes it very obvious that he wants her to make her a coffee. And then... Yeah, yeah. Weirdly, I, I got very stressed whenever we cut back to this scene because I was like, oh, he's going to catch her with the drugs and stuff. But then she suddenly seemed really into him being there and then he, like, asked her on a date and then went on a date and... And then of... we... Yeah, but then once, I guess, once you know more about her character... Yes. The subtext of all of this makes so much sense. Yes. He is very, very socially awkward and stunted no sorry he's socially awkward she is socially and emotionally quite stunted because of the trauma from her past yeah, yeah. so we find out so claudia yeah, yeah. You go. so we you find go. out later in the film claudia is someone who we know has a bad relationship with her dad we don't know why yeah. her dad is jimmy gator um the game show host famous game show host yeah. um he tries to come over and see her she doesn't want to see him very very dramatically kicks him out um it is then revealed later on that he has molested her when she was a child. Um, yeah. Ooh. And he's dying. We see over this 24-hour period he's filming an ep- like filming an episode of this game show. Um, and he's, he goes over to her house. That's why he goes to her house, to tell her that he's yeah. dying yeah. of this really advanced cancer. Yeah. And ultimately he goes home at the end and the mum is like, why... Why is she like this? Why is she so antagonistic towards you after, like, you know, 10, 10, 12 years? And he mentions, like, she thinks this happened. And she's like, well, did it happen or not? And he's like, mm, I don't know. And she's like, either, it's either yes or no, you know what I mean? And I don't know means yeah. yes. Yeah. So she goes to her and it's kind of... I thought there narrative. was going to be an added twist to it where he genuinely didn't know because he had some, like, fucking condition or something. Sure, no, sure, no. But then he tries to. Then he tries to shoot himself and is unsuccessful for reasons that we will get into later. For for um. For amphibian reasons. Amphibian (laughs) amphibian reasons. Reptilian reasons. Um. Um, Who else? Okay, so that's kind of the. Let's link it this way. Uh, Game show. Yeah, go to him. So then, 
we're watching him do the game show. And at the game show, it's like kids versus adults. And the kids have been doing this game show for ages. And the, the this one boy, uh, what's his name? Stanley. Stanley. Stanley, who's a bit of a dweeb. He spends all his days just reading, 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 consuming information and has just been like nailing this game and is like two episodes away from setting the new record for the longest carryover champ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the period of filming this one episode, he has to go to the toilet and just has this meltdown where he just locks himself in and everyone's yelling at him, his father included. His father is fucking awful to him. Heinous. A heinous man. The poor kid wets himself on set. Everyone makes a big deal of it. The dad picks him up, holds him up in front of everyone. He's like, what the fuck have you done? And all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then, like, at the end, the whole the, the final part of the episode is that one of the adults has to come up against one of the kids. They have to stand up, in, you know, in the middle of the set and go mm. head to head. And everyone's like, come on, Stanley. And he's like, no, I'm not going. And then he has this, like, lovely, sad, soft monologue about, like, you have to be nice yeah. to children. And they're like, cut! They just cut the episode. Because, okay, one, in what instance do you ever film a game show live to air? It's so weird. I know, I know. That is definitely something you pre-film. I would know. I have filmed two game shows in one week. Um, (laughs) Maybe we'll get into that later. Um, We've told that story before. Not on the podcast, I don't think. Yes, we have. Have I? Yeah, we have. About how everyone wants to be a millionaire. Hot seat. Yeah, we've so. Oh, maybe I have. Yeah, and I also yeah, filmed. Germany, Spain. I also filmed um, and three episodes of The Price is Right that same week. <laughs> because of course did I did. You just have nothing else to fucking do. No, it was just a coincidence. It was a date. It was very weird. Um, that man went on to yeah, be a company so manager for major musicals. Anyway, go on. That's the game show. That's the game show element. Yes, and the sad boy is very maligned and he runs off in the end and the final thing in the movie we see him break into the library and on his own and then the very last time we see him his dad's asleep the shithead dad who I think is trying to make it as like an actor keeps talking about like auditions and stuff and he's trying to really leverage his kid to get Mm. in the door and the dad's asleep and the kid goes like comes up to him and goes dad you have to be nicer to me and he goes go to bed that's it and he says again he repeats himself again he goes no you have to be nicer to me yeah um, and so linked to this scenario, we have, what's his character's name? Oh, no, I've written it down. Hang on. Hey, quiz kid, Donnie Smith. <laughs> yeah. So for the longest time, I thought William H. Macy and this kid were the same person. Oh, right. Yeah. And it was I showing his two timelines. Well, in a way, it kind of is the same person. You know what I mean? Like it's not, but Donnie, not, but Donnie, Donnie yeah. Smith, Donnie Smith is the result of of what this kid What is be. going through this poor kid right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Donnie Smith this, was this kid Donnie when Smith's he was a kid. Donnie Smith's character is the strangest character in the whole film. And I don't fucking get it. It's a very strange character. I don't get it. He... Is he schizophrenic? He's bothered. He's bothered. Something's wrong. Bothered. So he, he when he was a kid, really, won the game really show. <laughs> and I think has the record, which is why he's so invested in watching this show, because he currently yeah. still has the record for the longest carryover champ. Um, and his parents were very abusive to him and spent all of the money that he won. And he's currently working for, like, I guess, Harvey Norman, the equivalent of. <laughs> but no, it's like a small, it's like one one shop owned by the, the mob or something. By, oh, guest performance by Alfred Molina. Who's that? Alfred Molina, the guy who plays boss, who owns it. 
He's a great actor. You don't know him? Alfred Molina. Yeah, he's in. I know him from Frida. Oh yeah, yeah. But he's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah. He plays Diego Rivera in Frida. Another great film that we need to watch. Um, mm. yeah. So he's working and it's and as for this furniture company and is kind of like this like spokesperson. He's using like yeah his celebrity and they're firing him because he's like useless and not earning them any money. But also he goes to this bar and is oh Alfred Molina's in Feud. That's right. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's so old there. Yeah, he's the yeah. director. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but he goes, yeah. So Donny Donny Smith goes to this bar. By the way, there's this weird scene where Donny Smith just drives early in the film. He just drives into the side of a petrol station. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, it's Quiz Kid Donny Smith," and then that, nothing ever becomes of that. That was a moment where I was like, "Is this an absurdist film?" There's, a few, there's a few things like that. Where it's like, what? It's kind of in that same part of the film where there's that woman with the man in the cupboard and that kind of goes nowhere. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, Donnie Smith is a frequent bar fly at this bar and is in love with the bartender. What's his name? Paul? Who cares? Who cares? He's in love with the bartender who's this strapping young man with braces and he has this idea in his head that the way that he will get him to notice him and fall in love with him is if he too has braces as an adult. It's such a Patrick thing. <laughs> classic out of the Patrick book. So it's he's so like trying to save up for this oral surgery to get adult braces, even though he doesn't need them. And then, by coincidence, and at then the end of the film falls at the end of the, at the end of the film, <laughs> yeah. he just he gets fired and decides the only way he's going to get these braces and he needs it because there's this other weird old man who's like a very like. Beverly Leslie kind of character at the end of the bar. I, I also thought he was Beverly Leslie. But I also had this thought, and I was like, is this man just in... Is he, has he imagined this man up? Oh, I don't know. So I thought he made him up, because he was, like, egging him on and stuff. I thought he made him up. Are you a friend of the neighbourhood? <laughs> is this? A friend of the family. A friend, a friend of the family. family. Are you a friend, friend of the, of the family? family? Are you a friend of the family? Dead. I, um, I, think, he's, I think he's made up. I don't... Surely not. I don't think we're at that level of weird in this film. I don't know, of, in, Invisible people? No. I don't know, no. babe. Frogs are about to fucking fly. <laughs> yeah, but that has, like, grounding. That's happened in real life. Yeah, that has happened. You know? It's not, not as many frogs. No, no, obviously not. Um, <laughs> anyway, he breaks into his work and steals a bunch of money for this oral surgery. And then John C. Riley's character catches him and convinces him to put it back. But when the frog, we're kind of skirting around it, but there is an avalanche of frogs from the sky at one point. <laughs> like, so many frogs. And it's really horrific to watch of these frogs just plummeting to it's, the ground. It's, it's, um, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. My eyes have never seen that. <laughs> and the the first one we see is like a, a shot out of his car window when he's doing a Yui and it's all very calm yeah. and measured. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, <laughs> I screamed, I shrieked. And then, yeah, it's it's really really fucked. And they really fucking they hit the deck, man. There's blood and shit. Like he committed. Oh yeah, yeah. We gotta do it. Yeah. Um. One of the frogs hits him in the face. He falls and smashes his teeth out. Lol. So he needs the oral surgery after. Go get all. your Invisalign now, William. <laughs> um. How can we link anyone else to him? I don't think you can. I think, I think that's, that's a bit all, of a dead end. Is that not everyone? No, no, no. No, 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 no definitely that's, not. No. That's a bit of a dead end on that front. 
That's okay. Let's go to let's go to Tom Cruise. Let's go to Tom Cruise. Yes. Tom will link with the other yeah, three, yeah, and then we're done. Yeah. Tom is a celebrity. He is known for he's like author, speaker, known for um, this program where you you get pussy and <laughs> <laughs> where you get pussy. He's a, he's like a pickup artist guru. Yeah, but like the whole point is that you get laid and then you know what is it that the people say? Um oh. respect the cock and tame the cunt. Like where you where you where you where you get with someone and then throw them to the curb, what's it called? Oh, blow and go. Yeah, blonde guy, like one of those ones. Yeah. He's one of the, he's an advocate for that and he has this whole program and it's all of, you know, books and it's all, he's a celebrity. He is exactly how you think Tom Cruise would be playing this role. Yeah. He's got like a he fucking hair that he's pulled back. perfect for it. It's the best casting I've ever seen, actually. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, oh, he it's disgusting and sexy all at once. It's yeah. awful. Oh, he's not sexy at all. He's so gross. He... Has an interview with a woman who challenges him, yeah. and specifically on then, some lies he tells around like his past, his past and his name and his family. He then gets a phone call from Philip Seymour Hoffman, who we'll get to, yeah, who's telling him about his biological father who's dying, yeah. And Tom then makes, on his deathbed, Tom makes the decision to ultimately go and see him. Yeah. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is the nurse for... The dying father of... Earl Partridge. Earl Partridge. Yeah, the dad. Which is, um, what's his name, plays him? Jason Robards. Jason Robards. He, he, he dying in, in his bed, in his house. Yeah. Julianne Moore is married to him. Yes. She's his second... So he's not Tom Cruise's mum. Tom Cruise's mum dies, and that's part of the kind of weird Mm -hmm. family secrets stories. Julianne Moore has married Old Mate for his money. Admits that. But has come to love him. But over time has come to love him, and now is like, I don't want his money. I I, I feel terrible that I've done this. I actually love him. I don't want him to die. And it's just in it, like spends the whole film driving around talking to doctors and lawyers and yeah. pharmacists and everyone about like this situation, yeah. just being generally utterly hysterical. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, old mate dies that's, just that's after the frog brilliant. avalanche. Tom Cruise kind of yeah. gets his moment of like not quite oh, shaking, resolution, he? He but. Yeah, apparently no, that scene no, was really No, 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 but his own version, I think, of forgiving him. Yeah. Um, Julianne Moore, meanwhile... You say her name like it's Julian. Julianne. Julianne Moore goes and sits in a car and takes a bunch of meds to kill herself. She ODs. But that's, what it, that's what the kids call it. She ODs. She ODs. Uh, but then this little street kid who's rapping throughout the film for some reason... <laughs> This comes this and urban, finds her. This urban urban street child yeah. is so random. I don't understand that at all. I don't know if I meant to. It's just and like where, someone how told he... PTA that they that they had to put a black kid in the film. No, but like he first comes up with the first woman with John C. Riley with the man mm. in the cupboard, and starts rapping at John C. Riley, and he's like, mm. "What do you mean? I just told you who did it and everything." Like in, in his rhymes. 
Um, And then again, does this thing where he's rapping with the body of Julianne Moore, but um, he calls the cop or the paramedics and they kind of, they save her. She doesn't die. Um, That's, is that everyone? everyone, I think, I think so. I think that's everyone. Can we talk about froggy, froggy mania? Frogtown, Spitzville. I've never seen a, a scene like this in a film ever. And it, it made this entire slow-ass movie worth it. Like, it was one of the fantastic, most fantastic scenes I've ever seen of all time. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. It is. It is. They're fat frogs as well. Like, they're fucking big, fat big frogs. Big toads. Yeah. They are. They're, they're, they're some Queensland cane toad-looking motherfuckers. Yeah. Falling, like, absolutely. Pelting to the ground. Hitting, slamming on smashing, the ground. Smashing cars, smashing windows, <gasps> blood everywhere. Some still hopping and limping around on the ground. No real frogs, must say. No. All rubber. Many, many, many rubber frogs. And then some CGI real ones. Um, yeah. Oh, really horrific. It's brilliant. It's a brilliant cool. way to end. It's a really cool way to end a, a fucking slow, talky-wordy film. Yeah. But not even talky-wordy. Just like scene. camera tracky, oh, nothing, no, nothing. Just right. people, people moving. So I need to admit to you, so you watched it twice. Yeah. I watched it. You know how Netflix has the function where you can watch it at different speeds? Oh my God, you sped it up? Yeah, I watched it at 1.5 speed. And it was oh, wow. Fine. I got every <laughs> word. <laughs> got he, every word. PTA has gone on the record since being like, I really need to cut, should have cut 20 yeah. to 30 minutes from this film. Definitely, There's yes. so much he could. There's so much exposition he could have cut. And it just would have meant that I was so much more alert. Like, I was really... Yeah. It was a struggle. Both times I watched it, there's that scene where it's on his deathbed guy talking to Philip Philip Sam Hoffman. That's quite long. I think I tuned out both times I watched it, actually. (sighs) Getting the gist of it. Yeah, a lot of the the John C. Riley scenes with Claudia, I zoned out on. Yeah, I I watched them intently the second time just because I was so fascinated by him and his performance. But they are quite long, especially the one with the coffee. And the house. It's long. It's very long, but it's good. It is. It's good, but it's long. But it, but the point is that we don't have enough information about these characters yet yeah. to be invested. That was yeah. my true... That was my... I think one of my kind of issues is that I'm, I'm here. I'm along for the ride. I'm totally watching and I'm into it, but I'm, I don't know enough to actually get invested in these people. Mm-mm. Yeah, I hear that. It looks cool. The shots were really cool. The way that this film was shot is so cool. Yeah, so much the, movement, the so much camera editing, movement. Yeah, the movement is great. Even just little bits like when William H Macy is going to put his, take his key, out of the door, when he was going to steal that money, and the key just breaks in half, and the real extreme quick close up flash of it yeah. breaking in half and then going back to him. Yeah. That didn't need to happen, but PTA added in that detail. Like it's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. Um. And yeah, just these these films where we're kind of going from like long scenes that are very talky and then suddenly we'll jump into these moments where we're cutting between all the different circumstances and the camera's moving and tracking and zooming and pulling in and pulling out and zooming in like yeah. like the first time we see Julian Julianne Moore is like a shot of some random part of the room and it's like zooming in and she just kind of comes in with like half a face and then leaves again. Like that's the first time we see her. Like, it's just like, yeah, what, what, what's happening? Um, it's, and the music is really tense and like moving and driving. Like it's, 
it's kind of exhausting, actually. Yeah, I and feel it, tired. I feel like they all, they're all going to have a really good night's sleep that night. Yeah, I fucking did. Both nights after I watched it. Can I tell you a secret? Can't tell me a secret. It and had, I fell asleep during it and had a nap, and then I went back <laughs> and started and watched, took up again. That's not a good sign. <laughs> no, it's just a slog. Yeah. It's a bit of a slog. And it doesn't have to be like it could be like there are moments in it that are really tight it just needs to he he needed to cut half an hour seriously i've never known a film that needed to be edited as much as this one yeah. it's kind of surprising that the studios didn't actually say to him pta bro you you have to cut some of this it's, it's not pretty, very appealing to your white well, man he had just done boogie nights which had done very very well and the studio was like you can do anything do anything you want and he was like, I've got this idea for this film called Magnolia, and I don't know what it's about. And they were like, cool. Write the movie. This is what we were talking about last week with the Legally Blonde director making his directorial de- debut with Legally Blonde. How did these studios know that they would be good? Well, he'd just done Boogie Nights. Okay. So I guess they just, yeah, all right, they go on off that. Yeah. God, I wish someone so it's that classic, like, make, make me a hit and then you can do whatever... Oh, my God, the chair broke. Um, make me a hit and then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's like... You know what I often think about? This is a long bow, but it's like so, Hayao Miyazaki. We say the same thing. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to say the same thing. <laughs> In 1988, where he really wanted to make Grave of the Fireflies and the studio was like, um... Ooh, it's a film about children dying and it's going to be tragic and awful. Yes, but you have to make My Neighbour Totoro at the same time. Mm. <laughs> and the only way he got that across the line was by making Totoro. I was going to say... Yeah. I often think about when studios take risks on directors. I think about when Alfonso Cuaron did the third Harry Potter film. <gasps> oh. Just after. Just after Christopher Columbus had done... Chris Columbus, sorry, not Christopher Columbus. Just how Chris Columbus, just after how Chris Columbus had done the first two. Yeah. That is a risk if I ever saw one. And what a what a choice of director to direct That's that film. That's what I mean. So that is weird. A risk if I've ever seen. He hadn't even read the books. He'd never read the books. It's kind of the best thing that, I mean, honestly, he did more for that mm. um, franchise than he anyone. He really did. He really did. He took it to the next level. If they had just kept going, same cast, yeah. same direct, like it would have just been a fucking flop. They mightn't have even yeah. made it to the end. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I know, but <sighs> like, what a risk. Yeah. What a risky biscuit. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about with that franchise. I've just watched it all in the last couple of weeks, again. And what's funny is that you are not a fan of the first few. I f- barely can watch the first one and the second one Why? is... Oh, it's just... Is it not just a bit of, like, fluff that you can just sit down and, like, watch and escape the world yeah, and not feel too much about? I guess. I don't know. It's pain. Hey, it's fluff. You don't need... It's fluff. Oh, but it's kind of painful. Anyway. Oh, like, the the kid acting is painful, but fucking hell. Hello, yeah. little rascals. Need I say any more? <laughs> little rascals is better than Harry Potter. No, it is absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have funny. anything else that you'd like to talk about with this film? I'm sure I do. Let me have a look. Music's very good. Love that. The focus on the weather when they had the titles that kind of broke up the film into chapters, just talking about the weather. Yeah, it's good because in the end, I'm thinking to myself, is the weather going to have like an impact on this film? And then guess uh, what? It turns does. out it does because <laughs> it rains frogs. <laughs> it is good. 
Um, and when it like it starts to rain when they're like running late to get to the TV mm. studio, like it really mm. amps, like it, it, it is like a very natural progression from being like mm. kind of normal to start with and then overcast and then it moves to raining and then it fucking pours for most stressful. Most yeah. of the film is pissing down rain for most yeah. of the film. Yeah. And then we get to the frogs. <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then the aftermath is just people cleaning up after the frogs, which is the end of the film. I didn't it's see that. Crazy. What? I didn't see anyone cleaning up frogs. Yeah, old mate gets in the car to drive away and he's like wiping frogs off the windshield and stuff. Oh, that's just so he can drive off. Yeah, but they, you know, they clean up frogs. Like they're dealing with the frogs after the frogs have fallen. Oh, you don't see that in the movie? You don't see the, the SWAT teams come in to get them with buckets. No, but what yeah. I'm saying is like... SWAT teams? That's the next part of the film is you have to pick up the frogs. Sure. I guess. Yeah. Um, the frogs are a biblical thing, is that right? There's a lot of biblical references in this film. Yeah, there are. To ex- Exodus 8-2, is it? Exodus 8-2? Oh, why are you asking me, bitch? I don't know. I think it's 8-2. And then the film, the numbers eight and two are hidden in the film in like 150 different ways or something. I have seen that, yes. I did see that. Yeah. I, I noticed that in the film. I saw that trivia after I'd watched it the first time and noticed the first time I saw it when the guy was going to jump off the building at the very beginning, mm. that one of the ropes on the building was in the shape of eight, two. And was oh, like, that's oh. cool. I was like, oh, what's that? That's weird. Look at you, little Easter egg hunter. Yeah, I saw it really early on. Yeah, that's cool. And then watched it the second time and I was like, oh, I can see it everywhere now. Um, there's also magnolias in the film everywhere. I did not notice that. In nearly every scene, there's a magnolia. That's bullshit. How did I not spot that? I love flowers. I live for flowers. <laughs> They're like in the artworks on the walls and oh. hidden in the set and that kind of stuff. Um, oh my God. What? Why did the dog die? It ate the medication. When he was in a, when he was in a flurry That's and dropped all the right. pills, the dog ate the. That's p- funny. I was like, oh, and then God, just before the dog died, I was like, oh, I guess that never eventuated. I was waiting for a dog to die, and then it, it did. Yeah. <laughs> they put the sheet over the dog with the paramedics. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Too funny. Um. That's funny. I felt bad for Stanley busting for the toilet. I know exactly how that feels. I have a tiny little baby butter, and people tell me I can't pee, and I hate them for it. It used to, I um, told off a teacher once who, classic, coming back in for period five after lunch. Yeah. And I asked to go to the bathroom and he said, oh, you just had lunch. You didn't, yeah. you could have had heaps time to go then. And I was like, I didn't need to go then. I need to go now. And like, I properly kind of lost it. I was like, I didn't need to go then. Yeah. I would have if I needed to. Oh, I can't but imagine you losing it. Piss me the fuck off. <laughs> Don't question why girls need to go to a bathroom. I was going to say our school. That should just be like life rule. I was going to say our school had a policy where boys had to answer why why do you need to go in it, blah, 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 blah. Girls didn't even need to ask in the bathroom. Yeah. Just went. And back in the day we were like, oh, and now I'm like, oh, I understand. Most teachers at my girls' school got it. Yeah. But there was definitely one I remember telling off. Fuck off. Fuck off. One was so nice to me once. I had... The proper, the proper like period poops, and I, I had, I think I excused myself to go to the bathroom like three times in the class. I was dead. Oh no! And it was to the point where after class, she like waited outside the bathroom for me and was like, "Are you okay? I just want to check you're okay." And I was like, "Miss, I'm dead. <laughs> I'm so dead." <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm D D. I'm empty, but thank you. 
dead. <laughs> I can't believe I just told that story. Oh well, there you go. Um, I have when filming a game show needed to go to the bathroom, and you can't. You actually can't go to the bathroom. They're not. They're not joking. Um, and we had to. No, you can't. We had to wait. Time is money. We had to wait till the whole episode was finished filming before we could have a bathroom break, and because. Okay, so this is this is the price is right. Have I told you this? So when you, you have told me all of your stories, have I told you about the price is right though? And I, yeah, we got there. I'm yeah, sure. okay. So I got there. It was a blind date. Well, we'd never met in person. <laughs> we just fucking game show together. I've laughed um, at this before. Yeah, and then they you get there, and for an hour and a half, they interview every person in the audience to find the best person, you know, with a good story and a good, you know, sop story about come on down and whatever. Uh, so we're all sitting there with our name tags on, and they really encourage you to get into the bar. Like very strongly encouraged to get a bit bit pissed. So everyone's yeah. drunk, everyone's drunk. And then we get filed into yeah. this studio, and then we film three episodes back to back. And I was busting, and I got sat next. Oh, sad for him, but anyway, I got sat next to a guy who was really big and took up like more than one seat. And was like sitting kind of like on one side of my butt to give him space for like three episodes. Anyway, I really had to go to the bathroom. And we all had to like, if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to like put up your hand and like hope that you got picked go to, to go to the bathroom between episodes. And then we had to like walk in a line. Basically, it was like a school, like a preschool excursion where you have to walk in a line holding the rope um, mm. to go to the bathroom because they had to like supervise us at every fucking second that we didn't. This Straight sounds like a terrible date. Oh, it was awful. We had never saw each other. Actually, no, we, that's a lie. We had seen each other again. And he works in the industry, so I see him a little bit. Um, yeah, not the best date, though. A bit weird. Terrible. <laughs> and, like, when you're filming the show, no opportunity to talk to each other. Like, No. Yeah, it's a bit odd. Anyway. I think this explains why you're single, darling. You're going on dates to fucking date. <laughs> that's right. There was one time. Go and go and play mini putt putt golf or something. Oh, putt putt this. Go and get a coffee. Go and. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll do that now. Thank you. Go for a walk. Go for a government sanctioned walk. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes. Good. All right. What else would you like to say with this film? Do you ever um, want to watch it again? I don't. Yeah. Well, I watched it twice, didn't I? Are you gonna watch it again? I'll watch it again at some point. It's now oh one of my, my like. God. It's a it's a slowly emerging new favorite. It's good. Slowly emerging. It's a slowly. Yeah. <laughs> slowly. 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 That's another word. That's another word. Slowly. Slowly. That's another one. Calm down. Hello, bitch. Australia. White Australia in the nineties. Slowly. <laughs> slowly. I did it slowly. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that is so nuanced. Slowly. Um, there was something else I really want to talk about. Oh, we need to talk about Julianne more and more, mate. We kind oh, of brushed over her. Her fucking performance. I know. It's so good. That monologue at the pharmacy. Yeah. Don't call me lady. Oh my God. I actually preferred the monologue with the lawyer. Shut the fuck up. 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 Now you take a moment. You breathe. And one thing at a time. Shut the fuck up. You want me to help you, Linda? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You need to sober up. Now you must really shut the fuck up. Now, please, shut the fuck up. Linda. I have to go. Let me call you a car, Linda. Shut the fuck up! So good. Oh my god. So I wish there was a. Good. a it's a good. 
I mean, so this film is a pastiche of, of moments. I'm sure someone out there on YouTube has, like, just the Julianne Moore moments of the film. Oh, for sure. I mean, hello, I was talking last episode about, and now it all makes sense in context, I've actually listened to the episode after I watched the film. Um, on the Patreon episode of All Right, Mary, My Favourite Podcast, they did a whole podcast episode, basically mostly about Julianne Moore in this film, but about her a bit more broadly. Because in that Billy on the Street episode, she where she's giving monologues, people like, do you want He's like, do you want a, a monologue from Julianne Moore? And, like, she just launches into these monologues from films she's done, where they are hysterical. Yeah. And she does the full pharmacy one on the street yeah. to this man. Pitch perfect. It's so good. She is brilliant. She's so good in this film. I'm glad she finally is getting recognition for being the leading lady she is. Yeah. Finally. What's she doing? Oh, she's Jeremy Hansen. I was going to say. I know she's doing something soon. <sighs> anyway, Magnolia. If we're not careful, this leaving. podcast I, will go I'm, as long as the film. I miss leaving my house to... Someone's already made that joke to me today. What's that? John said to me, uh, is, you, is the recording going to go as long as the film? Oh, dead. Uh, yeah, props. Yeah, props. <laughs> no, no, no podcast of ours has ever crossed the three-hour threshold yet. Our last episode Such was pretty close. No, our last episode was quite a rude It was two hours oh, 41. Quite a rude <laughs> We waffled on, but we were pretty concise in our oh, yeah. actual assessments of films, which is the part we that people were here slowly. for. Play pretty slowly. Can you shut the fuck up? Oh my god, you are teasing me with my single... Monica Howard accent. You are every single white person. Oh, that's slow. very slowly, very slow. slow. No, it's, you can't just do slow. It has to be slowly. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh. <gasps> it's so nuanced. <laughs> slowly. <sighs> um. Look, I can't think of anything else. No, I can't either. Cut. Oh well, no! Look, no, no. Edit. Are you? You, you're not going to watch it again, and would you recommend nah. other people watch it? Yeah. It's okay. good. It's good acting. It's good good acting movie. Mm-hmm. I just think good, you need to know... Good for the act- it's a great film for actors. Like, it's a good... It's yeah. a good acting piece. Watch it Watch it for the acting. Some it, it is... Maybe you watch it in two halves. Like, maybe you don't sit down and watch it all in one go, and that's okay. It's a slog. Um, it is a bit of a slog, but it's worth... There are some fantastic scenes. All of Julianne's scenes are fantastic. Um, the Tom Cruise stuff is good, and obviously the frog, the frog bit, yeah, is all pretty good. Um, I mean, if anyone can make sense of what William H Macy is got oh, doing, oh, oh. what what's wrong? We have, do you know what we haven't talked about? What the Patrick, so, do I b- make that? before the frogs? Oh, we're not driving. Calm down. I'm not allowed to do it. I'm in a car. <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> um, bitch, the song where they all sing. Oh my god, it was like that musical episode of Grey's Anatomy. I wanted to neck myself. I was like, what's happening? This is before oh. the frogs. But no one was actually committed to singing it properly. They were just like whisper singing. Yeah, they were just singing it to themselves. There was, they weren't singing it because it was a musical. They were just singing. It was like it was on the radio and they were singing along. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh. Sing out, Louise. I can't hear you. Tom Cruise did sing it, right? Either Thing properly, like either commit. That was one of the moments where PTA didn't commit to it. Commit and have them sing properly, or don't no, no. Because if they sing no. properly, like it was a musical, that's like a whole other thing. Like this, it's just a montage with this song over it, and to draw attention to the song. Like it's like, no, I see what he's doing. I don't. I like how the film ends. The last shot. Oh, where she's, yeah, she does the smile, look at the camera. She looks at the camera and smiles. Yeah. Oh, finally, she stopped yelling. <laughs> there was apparently one of the first images he had in his head was that actress smiling. 
that he wanted to put in the film. Right. So he made it the last shot. And John C. Riley comes in and is nice. He's very nice, isn't he? Aww. I feel like you need to find yourself a John C. Riley. <laughs> Someone that's a little bit hard on that you can make feel better. <laughs> yeah. That's but it. Yeah, that's my but it's true. I'm, I'm right. Yeah, I'm so right. if you're out there and feeling a little bit down on your luck, yeah. um, come be the piglet to this Eeyore. Oh my god, you're not an Eeyore. No, I'm not an Eeyore. Not you're all not the time. Eeyore. You're not an Eeyore. No, I'm more of a Pooh Bear. You're a lovely Pooh Bear. Oh well, just getting by, doing things. <laughs> do 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 do. I like honey. Am I? Am I the? Um. Oh, you're, I... you're the fucking rabbit. What's its name? What's his name? Am I the rabbit or am I the am I piglet? No, piglet's a little scary cat. But oh, you are piglet. Yeah. Yeah, I am piglet, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Piglet. Piglet with a bit of the hair. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, I'm glad we... I'm Pooh with a bit of Eeyore. Yeah. And neither is the fucking Tigger. Tigger can go fuck off. Oh, Tigger's energy? Take your energy and fuck off, buddy. That, that big Tigger energy? We don't need that. <laughs> Careful how you say that. Um, uh, is there an owl involved somewhere? Yeah, there's an owl. Oh, there's an owl, yeah. Yeah, hoot, there's hoot. an owl. Yeah, there's an owl. There's always an owl. Great, so Magnolia Crawford, we are done. Yes, Magnolia. Um, I definitely will watch it again. It's a new, it's a new little fave. Um, a I, fave. Yeah, I put it in the top twenty-ish films I've seen ever. Yeah, that is you're being silly now. How can you just have seen it twice and now it's in your top 20? Oh, I don't know. It's pretty easy to get in there. I'll just kick another one out. What are you going to kick out? I don't know. Something stupid and outdated like The Sound of Music or something? I don't know. You better not touch any of the three versions of Annie that we like. Annie can fuck off out of the top 100. They're gone. All of them. They're all gone. What? 89 and 94? What are you doing? Just call me Dumb Dog and get on with it. Anyway. Dumb no, dog. don't sing. Okay, let's wrap it up. Huru. Huru. Slowly. Very slowly. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. So true. Oh. I'm sick. I'm sick here now. I confuse melancholy with depression sometimes. Mm-hmm. You see. Why don't you run along now, friend? Your dessert is getting cold. Sick. Stay that way. I'm sick and I'm in love. You seem the sort of person who confuses the two. That's right. That's the first time you've been right. I confuse the two and I don't care. Hey. Hey! I love you. I, I love you and I, I'm, I'm sick. I'll, I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I'm getting corrected for oral surgery tomorrow for my teeth. I love you, Brad. Brad, the bartender. You want to love me back? I'll be good to you. I'll be goddamn good for you. I won't be mad if you don't know who said what. I won't punish Brad, you if you get the uh, answer honey, wrong. 
I can teach and tell you. You have a special secret crush over there, I think. Don't you shut up. Mind your own business. Gently, son. Brad, I know you don't love me now. It's a dangerous thing to confuse children with angels. You want to know the common element for the entire group, like he asked? I'll tell you the answer. I'll tell you, because I had that one. I had that, that question. I, carbon. Carbon in pencil lead is in the form of graphite. In coal, it's mixed up with other impurities. And in the diamond, it's in hard form. Well, what we really wanted to know was the common element, Donnie, but thank you for all that unnecessary knowledge. <laughs> Kids, heads so full of useless knowledge. Thank you. Thank you. And the book says we may be through with the past, but the past is not through with us. And no, it is not dangerous to confuse children with angels. Emma, what have you been cooking in lockdown? I am, because now I have a kitchen and I am, oh, I've, now I have a kitchen. I've had a kitchen every time I've lived in a place, but I'm <laughs> trying to cook more and I'm not doing... Hello, fresh anymore. I don't know what you're cooking because all I hear are you eating is soup. I'm cooking soup. What did you have for lunch? Soup. What are your leftovers? Fucking soup, soup, soup. <laughs> like all you eat is soup. So I don't know what you're cooking besides fucking soup. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. All you eat is soup. It's true. What kind of soup are you eating? If you say um, pumpkin, I'm going to throw up. Oh, uh, no, no. It's like a, a bastardized oh, no, no. minestrone that they make. Your minestrone, it does look good. It's pretty good. But Don't like, you I get mean... sick of just like eating soup? Nah, soup's pretty good. I'm into I, soup. Don't get me wrong. I really like soup as well. But it's all you, you're eating these days. Eat something else. Beautiful kitchen. Like you soup. got all these new like fucking pots and pans and new like utensils that yeah. no one you're never gonna use. Like use it for something. I'm waiting for the fridge. When the fridge is here. Oh, you and this goddamn fridge. <laughs> you and this fucking fridge. I'm honestly... fucking waiting for Godo, waiting for my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, this fucking fridge, where's it coming from? From fucking Mr. JB Hi Fi. He's taking his time. <gasps> It's bloody annoying, oh I tell God. you. Anyway. Well, you're the one that ordered a fridge that wasn't in stock. I didn't know that when I bought it. They when didn't you tell bought me. it, did it say in stock? Yes, it did. Or oh, didn't say, it didn't say not in stock. I must have got like the last one or like they fucked up the that's inventory really or something. That's really misleading then. Yeah, they must have stuffed that up. No, but look, to be fair, I mean, I've told the story of this book. No, we're not. We're not. No, no, no. We're going back to talking about soup. I'm okay. talking about your fridge anymore. We're done. Sure. Seriously? Wouldn't it be, what, I'm asking you, what are you cooking? What am I cooking? I'm cooking everything. I've seen you've been baking. I bake so much. I've perfected baked ricotta cheesecake. Oh, fuck me up, I've perfected focaccia, and so now I make, like, all different kind of flavoured focaccias. I saw someone make a really good focaccia with pesto. Yes, that's been doing the rounds on TikTok. Mm. I love how you say someone, but I know that you saw that on TikTok. Oh, yeah. Um, But today I made something for the first time. I made hummus. Oh. Or as you call it, hummus. Yeah, hummus. And I've hummus, and I've never made it before. I got my grandma's recipe. Oh. Made it. Is this the one? I... No, no, that's the soup. Oh, that's the soup. <laughs> What's with you in soup, bitch? I was gonna say, is this the recipe where she got halfway through teaching it and they went, that's all. <laughs> oh, she didn't want to tell me the rest. Yeah. That was for, no, that's good. That's, the, that's soup. the um the lentil soup. Garlic soup. Yeah. yeah. Garlic soup where she just like didn't want to. She was like, mm, that's all. That's all. And we're like, um, uh, bitch, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. 
Um, so I made that and it was pretty good. Not bad. Not bad for first attempt. Ah, oh, how not, good. Not bad. I, I mean, know. not many things in it. So good start. No, like I can't really stuff up like chickpeas and tahini. Like it's it's not bad. And a little bit, not bit, bad of, at little all. bit of lemon juice. Yeah, 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 not bad at all. Really easy to make. Yeah, good. Uh, obviously. I reckon that's one of those ones after like two or three times that you really nail. You know what I mean? It doesn't take oh, long. I hope so. Hopefully I can throw something in a food processor and nail it after fucking three times. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I cook a lot. But you're getting the proportions right and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's and... right. I cook a lot. I made you vodka pasta the other day. That was really yummy. What the fuck is vodka pasta? I think Have this is that, like it? a thing that Americans talk about. And I just don't know what it is. What are you drinking? Water. Mm. Calm down. Um, vodka pasta is like, it's like a orange pasta. It's like our, the one I love from Italian place. Oh, uh, yes. It's like that. So it's not as sweet. The vodka makes it a little bit kind of tarty. It's really nice. I'll make it for you one day. One day when we're allowed, allowed to, see to see each other again. I'll bring the soup. Like, <laughs> you're going to have, you're not going to, you're going to have so much leftover soup. No, soup, soup season's almost done, hey? Soup season is done. I'm nearly at the point where it's like, I can't make this soup anymore. I had a sandwich for lunch date. It felt wrong. Oh, my God. We're almost at opening the window season. That's what I call it. Oh, I have my windows open every day since I've lived here. Oh, no, I'm not. We're almost at opening your window season for me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then it's air conditioning season. Hit that hard. Mm. Anyway, let's go and do our next film. (laughs) (laughs) One. It's Gobstopper. No, not Gobstopper. Gobstopper. <laughs> no, <genuinely laughs> what's it called? Oh, Jawbreaker. What's Jawbreaker. Making up? You just fucking called the Beatles the Beatles. <laughs> getting everything mixed up. Gobstopper. It's Jawbreaker. It's Gobstopper. They should have called it Gobstopper in Australia. The poor man's Gobstopper. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye. Oh, don't need to say goodbye. <laughs> released in 1999. It was written and directed by Darren Stein. It stars Rose McGowan, Rebecca Gayhart, Julie Benz, and Judy Greer. Judy Greer. We love Judy Greer. Judy, Judy, Judy. We love Judy. We love a Judy Greer moment. Where She's in Greer? everything. Where do we know her from? Oh, my God. What don't you know Judy Greer on? Oh, she's in fucking dear. everything, but she's never a leading lady. She's always funny best friend oh, in everything. Who's the bridesmaid? Always. She's in everything, Patrick, but she'd never lead. <laughs> never lead. Um, oh, 
Who? Why are you fake laughing? Because I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Who else is in this that we know? Carol, Carol, um, Carol Kane? Who likes Carol Kane? Carol Kane, bitch. The comedian. Who's Carol Kane? Are you fucking kidding? She's the teacher, the principal. Oh, who, what, what, what do we know her from? Oh, a bunch of shit. Most notably recently, um, the Unbreakable oh. Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, she's Adam's Family Values. She plays Adam's grandma. Adam's Family Values, yeah. yes. Hey, come on. That's an iconic role. Yeah, so good. Um, She's nominee, Oscar nominee? Oh, some random Western. She does How a lot cool of voice, voice acting stuff as well. Um, Patrick, the most, the, the number one person that, is in this movie that for like one scene. Yeah. That we need to talk about. Marilyn Manson. It, yeah, but where? Which scene was he in? I had to Google it because I got to the end of the film that because I knew he was in it because of the titles or something. Well, Maybe? it was all in the trivia, being like he he. Was no, because I remember I saw it like I saw it like in the cameo. I saw it in like the titles or something. Yeah, his name came up as well. Yeah. And then at the end but of the I film, I was like, and then at the end of the film, I was like, hang on, wait, where the fuck was he? Do you know what and it which, was? Which, what was it? It's no. when Rose McGowan's character is telling the police officer, look, just between us, Liz Purr was big slut and yeah. was sleeping around. And it cuts that scene of like her going to the bar. Yeah. And all the men as that guy like rubbing his face, being like <gasps> That's him. Oh, that's it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, no, there's someone else who's Ooh. in it for one scene. Patrick Jeff Conway's in this film. Who's Jeff Conway? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. Tell me who he is. Kaniki. Oh, you did tell me this last week. No, I didn't know that until today. It's in the last episode. About what? We must just talk about Jeff Conaway in general. I didn't know he was in this film okay, until I just cool. looked it up. Right. He's um, Marcy's <clears throat> dad, that scene where they're at dinner. And he's like, I watched uh, Oprah today. Yes. I the scene that came up and I was like, that man looks so fucking familiar. <laughs> it's bloody Kaniki. R.I.P. He died. He died. We know why he died. Oh my goodness. It's Kaniki. You want to give him Kaniki? I don't. But that's nice. He was just done so dirty in life. Was he? Yeah, like he was meant to have... He was meant to sing Grease Lightning. And he didn't because John Travolta's agent... Oh, in the film. Right, yeah. Obviously in the film. He's meant to be on Broadway, like on this in a stage musical. Yeah. Kenicky sings that. That's his song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's his fucking car. Yeah. So for John Travolta to come in and, like, John Travolta, of all people, he thinks he can have everything, come in and go over the top of him and he gets the song? That's dirty. Yeah. And then Jeff gets addicted to the painkillers because of the injury he sustained oh, from doing yeah, this. Yeah, you were telling me about this. And then he did. Like that's that's so unfair. Oh, he died. So unfair. Terrible shame. Anyway, <laughs> jawbreaker. <laughs> when will I never go on a Jeff Conway rant? <laughs> jawbreaker. Jawbreaker. Um, so, neither of us have seen it, obviously. Neither of us have seen this neither film. Neither of us have seen it. I have never heard of this film before. I have heard this of this podcast. I remember the first time I heard about it, actually. It was when I worked at Sanity when I was 17. And um, it was my manager's favourite movie. Oh my God. And I was like, something to do with DVDs or putting it on the shelf or something. And she said it was her favourite movie, Louise. 
Shout out to Louise if you're out there. Um, yeah, and I was just like, I have never heard of this film before. And then I barely know anything about it. No. Apart from But the, now that I watch it. Yeah. Like, could it be any more 90s? Oh. My God. My God. It is my like the Lord. pinnacle of the 90s. Particularly visually. My Lord. Visually, it is everything 90s. Oh, yeah. There is no question this film is 1999. No question. Yeah, the blue stucco walls in the bedrooms. And, like, it's like oh. blue, like, sky blue, lime green, lavender. Yeah. Yeah. Funky shades. It's on the, on the precipice of, of the new millennium. Overplucked eyebrows. There's oh hairbands that are like zigzaggy that are coming back I got back really scared again. when I saw some of those eyebrows. <clears throat> the close-ups of them, I, I actually... <laughs> they were full I actually on. gasped. They're awful. Yeah, it was a time. 1999, this film. Okay. 1999. So, what did you think of the film? Um, I didn't know what to think of it at first. Because it, it's... it's no. So frenetic in style, but it doesn't quite induct you into it well. No. Like, it's like... Like, the bitch chokes and dies from the gobstopper in the first, like, two minutes of the film. She doesn't have a dialogue... The only line of dialogue she has in the film is the card. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I was just a bit like, oh, what? Hang on, what? Got me a bit off guard. It took me quite a while to settle into the kind of style and pacing of the film. Yeah. And by then I was already like, what, who, how, uh, uh. and I didn't quite get the kind of camp kind of, um, I don't know, a hyper, whatever it is yeah. that they're trying to pull yeah. off here. It's, what, what it's, it's a off? dark comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that much is evident pretty quickly, but yeah. just the, I don't know. It's, it's like the, the, the girls are like psychopathic. Yes. In the way that, like, the friend dies and, like, oh, oh, shit, what are we going to do? Like, I was like, what is... I don't... What? I know. <laughs> Just I didn't, don't care. Didn't quite... From what... From this trope of, like, you know, the group, group of four pretty girls, mm. it's, they're very different. Yeah. To kind of other groups of teen friends, which is, I guess, what makes this movie so unique. Um, and then once I settled into it, I was, I was enjoying it. It was fine. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. But it took a little while. To the it point where take, before we recorded tonight, I rewatched the beginning again. Yeah. Just to be like, let me, uh, now that I kind of get it, rewatch that opening. It did take a little while for me to get into it as well. Hmm. But I think I got there. Yeah. I thought it was fun. Yeah. It's a fun watch. Yeah. It's a bit silly. It oh, wow. Makes me <laughs> <laughs> it makes me question... Oh. The the biggest thing I don't understand is like how can they sleep at night? Yeah, they're very chill, and I they're don't very understand. bad very bad at covering tracks. Like at no point, like even when the police are like, "Your friend died," the they're like, "They're like, oh well, it's we're teenagers, you know, friends don't really matter." Like that kind of shit. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm, <laughs> it really stressed me out. She was like. Licking a lollipop with with Dane up on the bed, and I, and then the cops are at oh, the door, and scene. she looks like she doesn't care. Yeah. Very bizarre. Psychopath, Rose McGowan. Yeah. Character psychopath. What's oh, her name? Rose McGowan's character or Rose McGowan? <laughs> oh, careful now, careful now. Oh, she is like weirdo one or one oh one. She's a bit odd. She's a bit odd. Body. A bit odd. 
A bit odd. A bit odd. Are you kidding me? What a... F- she's a freak. Your sister was a freak. Freak. She really Isn't is. Isn't it nice? I've got a witch in the family. She is. She's a freak. Um, can, we, can I just say, I think I, I have a new favourite character name. Go on. Fern Mayo. Are you fucking kidding? Fern Mayo. Best name Mayo, of a character great ever. Name. I know. What a great name. Fern Mayonnaise. So yeah. good. Fern Mayo. Fern Mayo. And then even her little, her little, who she became, Violet. Violet. Or Violet. Yeah, Violet. 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 Yeah. Violet. It's a V-Y. It's like Violet. As, a, as opposed to Violet. It's the like Arab way of pronouncing the name Violet. Violet. Yeah. Violet. Violet. Sounds like a razor. Um, hilarious. Pretty funny. Well, shall we cover the plot? Sure. And then pull it apart? Sure. Great. Your quintessential group of four. Pretty girl, popular, most popular girl in school. Like, even even to the point where, like, the first shot in the film is basically the, like, slow motion walking down the hallway. But in a, like, sadistic way, not in a, like, actually popular way. Like, in a really fucking weird yeah, way. Yeah, in that kind popular. of intimidating, people are terrified of yeah. that kind of way. Yeah. Like, probably even teachers, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Um, and straight away, it's like we introduce them one by one, and then and we're being introduced to them by Fern Mayo via voiceover, and then Fern Mayo introduces us to the the fourth one. It's like saying Fern Mayo, <laughs> the fourth one, who is Liz Per, and it's very clear that Fern Mayo is gay for Liz Per. Let's just put it out there. <laughs> Oh, did you get that vibe? I get that vibe when fucking teacher teacher says to Liz, um, Fern Mayo, can you take Liz's assignments to her? She goes, Liz Purr, brr, she's the cat's pajamas. She's a cat's meow. Cat's meow, whatever. Cat's pajamas. <laughs> she's the cat's pajamas. The thing is, she's the cat's meow. Okay. Cat's pajamas. People say cat's pajamas, don't they? <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. Okay. They're the cat's pajamas. They're the cat's meow. Sure. What's the cat's pajamas. Okay, well, what that's just a little malapropism on my part. Okay, calm the down. The cat's, oh, the cat's pajamas. Oh shit. Is it? I don't know. One sec. The cat's. Yeah, hurry up, type faster. Oh, the cat's pajamas. Yes, it's a thing. It is a thing. It's not Hold a mal. No, it's not a, a malapropism. What are the? What does? You are the cat's pajamas. Oh, informal plus old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. No okay, shit. Good. He's the cat's pajamas. Liz Purr. She's the cat's me. Yeah, she's gay for Liz Purr. Okay. Not this really, movie like, did give off big gay energy. Hello, yes. Definitely. Big, big gay energy. Well, written and directed by a gay man. Go figure. No, but I got like big bi energy from this film. Wait, well, big same bi diff- energy. Yeah, I got big bi energy. Cool. Anyway. So- <laughs> So Fern Mayer introduces them all, and the last one is Liz Purr, and we zoom in to Liz Purr asleep in bed, and it's her seventeenth birthday. And the okay, three... I'm I'm helping you here. Liz Purr dies. She gets... no, but this is important. And then I, I'll I'll skim over the rest, bitch. This is the important Go. thing. Go. The three girls in blacks and masks break in <laughs> to like pretend to kidnap her for her birthday because this is a thing her friends do, um, and. 
they put a big gobstopper, oh, sorry, a jawbreaker in her mouth <laughs> to gag her and then, you know, duct tape her mouth, throw in the boot of the car and drive off. And they drive to Pancake's house to, like, get her out and be like, ha-ha, happy birthday, bitch, have some pancakes, and then they're going to tie it to a flagpole or something. But then when they open the boot of the car, the jawbreaker has gone into her throat and she has choked to death in the boot. Oh, my goodness. It's it's pretty it's pretty funny. Like, out of, like, terrible ways to die. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. But also, why doesn't she just breathe through her nose? They didn't cover her nose. Or did or did she actually The gobstucker was in her throat. Didn't you see it? I thought it was just in her mouth. No, no. Didn't you look at the body in the car? Like, it's like this yeah. big bulge in her throat. Like, she clearly, like, accidentally swallowed the whole thing. Swallowed it. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but surely you could try and, like, not swallow it and just breathe through your nose. Yeah, you could, but she swallowed it. I think the point is that she swallowed it. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> yeah, look, not a, not a great way to go. No, Paul is purr. Um, and um, they all kind of seem a little, like, a little bit horrified, but mostly unplus- nonplussed about it. Yeah. Bit they weird. just killed someone. Bit they weird. just killed their friend. Yeah. And it goes pretty well straight into being like, what are we going to do about this? And, you know, what's her name? Hannah, Hannah, Hannah Babana, what's her name? Main one? Courtney. Courtney, Courtney Shade. Courtney Shade, who's like, yeah. you know, this like classic film villain now. Yeah. Um, is like, I know what to do. And just has this plan and is very chill about the whole thing and like calls in to pretend to be Liz's mother, to call her in sick. And then they just go about their day like nothing's wrong. And they leave her in the boot. I think that's kind of weird. That the whole stink. thing is weird, Patrick. The whole thing is weird. Yeah. They don't know how to deal with this at all. Yeah. Are you either committing to like not knowing anything or are you <clears throat> committing to knowing something and then kind of being like, oh, oh, she's dead, but I don't know how. Or are you literally gonna, just going to go and put the body back in the bed and leave? Like, I yeah. don't, they, they, this is what's frustrating me is it's like, I'm happy to go along with, with whatever the movie wants me to go along with. Like, it's meant to be a comedy. It's meant to be like, ha ha. But, but you really need to sort your shit out first. Cause I'm over here thinking that. Are they going to get caught? Like, I'm so confused. Yeah. It's Bob. Anyway, they, they spend... <sighs> the point of them going to school was to be like, we're all fine, we're at school, you know, ordinary day, alibi kind of business. Because Liz Per's parents are away, so there's no one at home. So then they drive back to her house to put her in bed and make it look like she choked on the gobstopper in bed. And that someone came in and attacked her? Yeah. Um, they were like, she was the like sheets they, and stuff. And... They made it seem like she was sleeping with random men. Later, yeah. Yeah. I think at this at this point the plan was to make it look like someone broke in and like raped her. Yeah. Um, and then while they're setting that all up, Fern Mayo turns up with Liz Per's assignments. Which is a bit point I've written down. I'll just talk about it briefly now. This thing in American film, and I guess it's American culture, where if you miss a day of the school, someone has to bring mm. your work to you. Fuck that. You're sick. Like, yeah. if you really need to catch up, cool. But, like, oh, it's really odd. It is something, isn't it? There are lots of tropes like this in this film. Have you watched um, a lot of kind of, like, earlier 2000s, late 90s or early 2000s thing where 
they go to a party, some sort of a party or yeah. prom, but I found that it's more parties mm. and there is clearly a band singing and yeah. they will just show you the band singing for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, we get it in the prom here with the with the what's the name of the band? We get it here in the prom, but I'm but I'm seeing this in a lot of other 2000s TV, mainly TV shows, where then it's like some fucking rando 90s band, and your your protagonist goes to the party, hmm. and you end up watching this band for like 10 minutes on screen. Yeah, right. Too long. It happens all the time. Too long. But that's an, it's another kind of a very early 2000s thing. Yeah, I mean, you know. To watch a band, you I would, don't care. You would go to a fucking party and watch a band, that happens. Yeah, but no, no, I mean on TV. I know, I On know, screen, know, yeah, they're we, like showing you the yeah, full song. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> Move on. But yes, they that is a thing. Yes, taking bringing someone their homework. Yeah, yeah. And the responsibility of it, like, I'll do it. Yeah, and just the idea, yeah. but, I, but more than anything, the expectation that this person who's unwell has to bring the work yeah. in the next day yeah. and, like, do the work. What the fuck? I don't get it. Yeah. Anyway. Um, she walks in and sees the whole thing and is and cursed with the knowledge of everything happening. And they say to her, you can take her place. You can become her. Yeah. We'll make you cool. And then it's a cool little montage yeah. scene of them giving her a makeover. Oh, such and a good montage. It is, but it made me dizzy. Yeah, it's a lot. All the spinning. Um... And then, yeah, Fern Mayo becomes Violette. Violette. And they basically create this monster. Yeah. Um, and then... It's a cool transformation. It is a cool transformation. She looks very different. Um, then, very slowly, one of the gals... What's her name? God, she's pretty. Oh, so um, pretty. Um, oh, gorgeous. It's Rebecca Gayhart. Rebecca Gayhart. Her character's, her character's Julie. Julie, yeah. Um, very slowly, obviously, is kind of racked with guilt and separates herself from the girls. But she still kind of stays in with Fern Mayo, Violette. Yeah. Because um, she's starting and... to get all close to Drama Club Boy. Yes. Jack? Drama Club Boy? I don't know. Um. Anyway, they... Yeah, she kind of separates herself. Um, in the end, Fern and Courtney... And Marcy fall out. Like, they've kind of created a monster with Yeah, Violet. Violette kind of gets even too big for them. Like, beyond, yeah. beyond them. And then... For, Which is funny uh, because then, they, when they're, like, making her into this kind of person, they're like, you're going to be the most popular. Like, they, like, really yeah. talk up that she's going to, like, be this person. And then when she becomes it, they're like, oh, no. And then... um. Oh. The strangest cop I've ever seen... Oh, she's so odd. St- so odd. Starts investigating this, what happened to yeah. Per. Per, Liz. But, like, <laughs> she is going to be the strangest cop I've ever seen. Yeah. What the fuck is that, that character? I'm, I don't believe it for a second. It's very, very odd. She has, like, big, giant, wild hair and, like, doesn't wear... Did you read about Anything her hair? That re- a detective... Yeah, what the go? It's like, in her contract as an actor. Whenever... What the go? What the go? <laughs> 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 oh, what happened? The chair broke. Oh, my God. Why did I scream? Uh, I don't know. I'm not even with you. Um, <laughs> really shit in my soup. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
It's in her contract that when she does a movie that she is allowed to do her own hair. Her hair no one else shit. is allowed to touch it. Her hair so, looks shit. This is like three different wigs all stitched together in this film. What a strange woman. What a kook. What a kook. What a kook. This film is filled with fucking kooks. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so then, obviously, people discover the body. Um, the, the, the parents. The cops get involved and they start very strangely questioning the friends. Yeah. Um, but this cop is 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 weird. Yeah. Pa- played by Pam Pam Greer. Pam Greer. Spelt Greer is spelled differently to Judy Greer. Yeah. Apparently, um, Pam Greer. Oh, Judy Greer said to Pam Greer when they met on set, "Oh my god, we got the same name." And Pam Greer looked Judy Greer up and down and said, "I don't think we're related." <laughs> yeah, a bit funny. Anyway, <laughs> really funny. Um, so strange cop starts investigating. Not very well. Mm. Um. And they're going with this narrative that someone yeah. broke in. And so... They are, but then... Um, like, someone actually gets... They actually make an arrest. Oh, no, before then. Before then. Um, what's her name? Not Hannah. Why well, do I keep thinking Hannah? Oh, their names Courtney, are... Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. Rose Byrne. The, the crazy... The real Rose crazy Byrne. One. Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. <laughs> Same diff. Um, she goes and spins some shit to the cop about how on the DL... Uh, Liz Purr was big time like sex pervert and would yeah. just go and like find the strangest men she could to bonk her. Yeah. And to kind of like give this alibi some credibility, she does that, puts Liz Purr's body under the bed. Yeah. And brings around some poor random guy in to have sex with her on Liz Purr's bed while the dead Liz Purr is under the bed. So his DNA is everywhere. Yeah. And then pins it on him and he gets put away. What a, what a psycho. Bit strange. Bit strange. Bit strange. <laughs> Fucking deranged. So meanwhile, um, everyone's, yeah, everyone's kind of split apart at this point. Everyone's kind of not yeah. trusting anyone. Julie tells Zach exactly, drama Zach, exactly what's happened. Drama Zach, he had a different name before, anyway. His name's Zach. Is it? Okay. I think yeah. he said Josh or something before. Anyway. No, it's Zach. Guess what? It's the same. Zach and Josh, I literally yeah, hear yeah. the same thing. White boy, white boy. Yeah. White boy, white boy name. I hear the same thing. He's a bit thing. cute. His name may as well be Brad. He is a bit cute. Um, Were him and Julie like together in the end? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Julie's such a sweet character. Yeah, she's she's the nice one. So attractive. So pretty. Ridiculous. So striking. Like her, it's like she has had, she's ahead of, of, of her time and like has had this these gorgeous like lip filled lips and like her eyes were gorgeous mm. beautiful 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 um she tells Zach what the go is like the whole story and Zach's like oh my god you need to do something about it yeah they go and tell the police and the police don't believe them like weird cop chick doesn't believe her yeah and she's like no she was a virgin like they don't believe her then um it's prom night. They've Of course it's um, prom night, yes. Of course it's prom night. Um what's her face? Pretty pretty girl pretty girl. Courtney? And no. Co- no. Courtney. No. Courtney's a bitch. Courtney's evil. Yeah. Julie. 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 Makes up with Fern Mayo. Yes. And they are mates again. And they yeah. rock up to prom together and Zach is there. <gasps> because Zach- Fern Mayo oh. has been exposed. 
That's right. Fernmayer has been Violet Fernmayer. Yeah. Um, also, what's happened is um, exposed. Dead. <laughs> dead just, girls. They've just put photos of her as Fernmayer everywhere, and everyone's realised that she was her. Yeah. Dead girl's mum has like delivered a box of things that Julie might want, and one of them is a card. That is like one of those recording cards, and it's 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 Courtney's voice, and it says, "I killed her, I did it." Yeah, and this is the evidence that they need. That Turn Jack were like, "We need to find some evidence." Um, they rock up to prom. They're all there, but Zach is back of house. Of course, he's you know in the drama club. He's, he's back of house. fucking soldering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soldering. There's like smoke coming. I know. Soldering. I know. Um. And then Courtney is named prom queen and her, her little fella is named prom king and they get up Kyle. on stage. Dane. His name's Dane. It's Kyle, actually. It's Dane. I'm pretty sure it's Kyle. She calls him Dane the entire time. Oh, Dane! Okay. Dane! Okay, all right, all right. Where the fuck do you get Kyle from? Who's no Kyle? Kyle? Anyway. There's no one called Kyle in this film. Okay, anyway. Um... They get up there on the stage and then Jack plays the the card for everyone to hear and then everyone realises she killed Purr and that's really the end of the film. Yeah, and it's kind of like this kind of sort of um, carry moment, where, but not the yeah. blood, it's like, you know. Yeah. Humiliation on stage and everyone's like, boo, boo, ah. Funny how quickly they can turn on you, isn't it? And, um, that's, yeah, it's like the end. That's the end. Yeah. Um, I guess immediately my first reaction is, does Courtney go away for this? I think that's but the implication, also- but like. But also, I'm pr- sorry. Not proof. <laughs> But also, are the other girls not... Couple? I know. Yeah, they also were there and, like, complicit and hit it. Also, why would you play that evidence over the loudspeaker? Take it to the cops. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. Look, there. Are, I, I got to the point. I think I even wrote one note being like, I'm not writing any more notes. Oh, yeah, I've written here. I'm giving up taking notes on how stupid this is, lol. Okay. Because I have just written to... so many things... So many notes I've written here with questions. Can I just read some of these questions to you? Yeah, but can I just say one more thing for yeah. you? Do my question to it's and it's more of a question on the writing is yeah. Don't involve cops in the first place. Yeah. If you're not going to use that properly, because you could very well have not had that cop character. The thing I think all. I think the thing we're expecting though is that in this kind of world, which is a little bit like a little bit topsy turvy, a little bit weird, is that invoking the cops or something? The cops are going to be like real world straight, like you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But she's a bit weird as well. Yeah, true. It's a bit odd. Anyway, it's very odd. Then Le- just don't do cops at all. <laughs> don't write the cops in at all. Um, I've taken lots of notes. I'm not going to read okay, all the notes, you, but I'm, I'm just going to read the notes I've yeah. written with a question mark on them. Okay. Um, what are these classes? So the day they just go to school and pretend everything's fine. Oh yeah, those classes. What is and the classes? one where there was like that that blood egg? What yeah. the fuck was that? But like the class was like how to break an egg. I was like, is this really something people learn in school? <laughs> but the teachers were really weird. The teachers were really fucking creepy. 
Yeah. What is? But you know how that egg came out and that weird that weird art girl oh. was like, "You got an aborted baby, like yeah. aborted egg or something." Yeah. Is that true? What? Yeah, yeah. You can have a, an egg, like a carton egg, from the fridge that is fertilized. That happens. Is that real life? I didn't know that. Yeah, not quite as violently red and stuff, but yeah, definitely. You oh have God. a look. Next time you crack an egg, sometimes there's yeah. like a little brown spot in it. That is yeah. F- that is fertilized chicken. <gasps> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you've probably eaten a bunch of them. That is traumatizing. What's the difference between eating that and a real chicken? But like this, it's like half half halfway chicken. I don't want to. Oh, it's some chicken. cells. It's an egg. Are you dead or are you, are you, were you alive and then I've killed you? Pick. Come both. That's oh, big, fucked up. The blood questions. that came out of that egg. The blood that came out of that egg. That is traumatizing. I would have screamed. Funny. Imagine you cooking yourself like a little sunny side up egg and the yolk isn't white. It's red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's dramatic. That doesn't often happen. I don't think. But that's what this was in this movie. That egg came out like blood red. Uh, I saw. I saw. <laughs> And then that cool goth chick put a finger in it, like you were saying. I loved those, her. Those goth chicks I were, she loved was her. great. I thought they were so good. Oh, she was great. Did you see her on the dance floor at the prom? Yes. Dancing by yes. That's when I wrote down, like, I was like, I have to write down how good she is. Yeah. And she's like 40. Like, the actor's like 40. They were all school. old. Yeah. They're all so old. Um, But on purpose. Yeah. How great. It was like an homage to, like, Greece. And... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. of course it's an homage to Greece. Of course it's it is, because Kaneki's right in the there. film. Because right there. Fuck Okay, keep going. What, are, what, um, what are these classes? How to break an egg is one thing I've written. Yeah. Um, just this whole idea of bringing Violet in and they start being like, oh, she's just transferred here. I'm like, what the fuck? You're just going to pretend she's a new person? Yeah. How's that no going to hold up? What happened to Fern? They're going to go into class and then, like, they're going to do roll call and, like, she's going to be like, oh. And, in fact, this happens in films sometimes where, like, someone pretends to be a new transfer. Yeah. And then just like, oh, I'm new. And they're like the teachers are like, oh, okay. Like, they wouldn't have been briefed on this at all. Do you know what films that happens in? It happens in movies that are based on Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't you think? Yep. <laughs> all the time. Um, And yeah, then the fact that, like, when they, when they, when the police lady clocks that, oh, Fern, Fern would have taken the assignment to her the day she died. Um, the principal's like, oh, Fern's been absent ever since then. I'm like, are you fucking oh. kidding? I know. She's just this other person. It's so I know. weird. I am very attracted by the idea, though. Hmm. Like, Fern's character, before she becomes Violet. Yeah. The idea of being, like, a high school loner. Hmm. An American I would know high it, school I would have loner. no idea what it's like. Shush, shush, shush. Shush, shush, shush. I know we know we know you you're sad story, but like to be an American high school loner, yeah, friends with the teacher, sticking to yourself, no one knows you. Mm-hmm. You really like plants. Yeah, I think I think it sounds great. I'd love that. I would quite enjoy that. I think I know like four of them that I went to school with, particularly really, the plants but, thing, but like very much like kind of under the radar. Well, like the weather thing. Literally, one person I can think of who would hang out with the um, college chaplain who was a, no, uh, a meteorologist, and they'd talk about the weather. That is so fucking cool. <laughs> I Father love Father Terry, who um, had a, bi- a bicycle accident a few years before I went there and was never quite the same. <laughs> I really like yes. that. 
Yeah. I I like that. I like this this like archetype. I really I'm quite I'm quite fascinated by it. I had a very I was very lucky. I had a very different high school experience. She has the potential to and actually like it's what happens to turn into the villain. Oh, like, yes, of to course. be like, like cute little dweeby nerd. Ooh, I like plants. And then like, and then she got bitten by a spider and died, and she came back as poison ivy, like that kind of yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah. I quite, I, I quite enjoy that 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 kind of character though. Has to be American high school though. Yeah, definitely. no one knows you. Yeah, no one knows you. I think yeah, it's the great. idea of American high school where it's just like this soulless machine. Yeah, I knew every, I knew most people in my school of like. 1200 students yeah. not like you know enough to be like hey how you doing samantha no but like, these american high school movies it makes it like it's just a whole kingdom and no one knows anyone and you can go and hide under the bleachers like under actual bleachers and no one will find you that doesn't happen yeah fuck if you don't turn up to a class yeah they're searching for you cunt yeah yeah without your little study variation yeah <laughs> i know it's i find it completely fascinating i wonder yeah. if it's real or not I, I mean, you know, it was also it was the nineties. It's like a very different time. Yeah. Like now, particularly when I was at school, actually, this is kind of going to some kind of spooky areas, I guess. But mm, it's actually it's kind of coming up to a point. Another point I've got here. Actually, we'll go there and then we'll kind of cycle back to that. Oh, hurry the fuck up, spit it out. Give me a second. When they've finally discovered that um, Liz has died. Yeah. They just announce it via the <laughs> fucking announcement know, system in the school. I know, I know, I know. And we know you've had similar instances where and death, I was like, death has been I was announced. like, I, I, there were a couple of years in my school where someone died at least once a year in my school. Yeah. And we always had a school assembly and it was like a really like intense thing. And then, you know. Yeah. And yeah, like, yeah, the councils all came in and bloody bloody bloody. Yeah. But like, <laughs> just, just announces it over speaker. the school speaker. I know. Pretty full. It's pretty camp. It's pretty great. Um, and to that point, from that point onwards, particularly in my school, particularly when it was a death on school grounds while we were all at school on a day, um, they really, really, really cracked down on where everyone was at every time, and it was yeah, really it was hard to even go to the toilet yeah, during of class. Of course. Um. And so I think it's very different now to what it would have yeah. been in the nineties. To just kind of, you know. Anyway, the idea of just being a number it sounds great. Yeah, is it, there's something a bit nice in it, isn't it? Yeah, no one knows what you're doing. No one knows every, all your business. And I would have you loved that when I was like day. in year seven or eight when I didn't like anyone and no one liked me. You poor darling, you were so bullied. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked it in year seven because I really needed people in year seven. Like I. I did. I would have been a lost lamb. But year nine, year ten, fuck me up. That would have been great. Nah, early school no I would have me. loved if no one oh. looked at me. But then by the time I got to like year ten, year eleven, I was like, I... Well, year nine, lead role in the musical. That is when I found fame in my school. Like legitimately, yeah. Yeah. I became a household name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Legitimately yeah. became a household name. <laughs> I did become a household name. Yeah. And uh, everyone knew Once who the I people was. start to know you, it changes. Yeah. And I'm it was. Like, Emma, it was, you lead the war cry. I'm like, oh. It was so I weird. I, I still remember it, Emma. It was in, I was in year nine. It was like May, July, June, in yeah, the middle you of the did year. Forbidden Planet. We only did four shows, one week. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I had the lead role and forbidden, literally... It was for Forbidden Planet, right? Return to Forbidden Planet, yes. Return to the Forbidden Planet, yeah. yeah I've seen the archival footage. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, yeah. Literally, the next week, I was a different person in the school. Everyone knew me. Every And like people were like, oh my God, that's the guy. Like, Are you serious? No, I'm not this? even I'm not even fucking kidding. What a fucking sad sack school that was. If you were like the hot hot shit i was you played a fucking shit. you played a fucking captain alien are you kidding me oh yeah mate God. i was fam- everyone was like he's such a good singer he's amazing and then from that point i was just famous onwards and then i just used my fame and like i sang all the solos at liturgies and you know <laughs> read the fucking school assemblies in year 12 and and then made that video and that video was my legacy I've seen that video one too many times. Yeah. It's on YouTube. People still watch it on YouTube. Oh, my God. You're famous. You literally became famous famous. in high school. Um, Just really funny is, like, a couple of years ago, they played it again at another school assembly. Yeah, we've already told this story on the podcast. We haven't. We have. We fucking have, mate. (laughs) But seriously, you couldn't have... You couldn't have become famous and then everyone have been like, his name is Violet. Like, it doesn't <laughs> yeah, work that way. Know. Everyone knows no, well, that's, That would be the funny thing because that's the kind of level of fame that Violet has in this film. Everyone's like, because she's the it girl, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, imagine being like, oh, I don't know, anyway. I guess she was just so, in- the point being, you know, in this narrative is that she was so invisible as Fern that no one even knew it was someone else. But even I, the teachers yeah, would have known, you know? Someone know. would have known. I know. It's just such a great character. Her as Fern Mayer and as Violette, the whole thing. Yeah. She's great. great. It's a great character. We love we love to see it. It's really great. We do love Julie, to see it. Julie, gorgeous. Absolutely stunning. Oh. Lovely character. Her bedroom yeah. is I I've got this other <gasps> note. The as bedroom. Well. The bedroom. But I've got this note as well. I really miss hanging out in my bedroom. Do you? Try having a pandemic in a share house. Then you're lying out in your bedroom a lot. Yeah, but they but they hang out in their bedroom because that's what's cool to do is to hang out in your bedroom and you have a phone in your room and you like oh, I have this. And you have a love lamp. Like, that's another question I have. Everyone has a landline phone in their bedroom. What kind of world is this? I know, but like everyone hanging out in their bedroom. I miss those days. That used to be me in the two thousands. Yeah, I was granted. I was a kid. I wasn't. I wasn't. Do a teenager, you know? Hanging out in your room. People, our mostly my, but maybe yours as well. My age these days are buying on the internet at great expense the exact landline phone that they had when they were children. Really? And getting them installed in their house and then only giving that number to, like, like you, like, close friends. <gasps> That's so cool. So they can replicate the exact experience. We should do that, Patrick. Of talking on the phone. We should do that. Isn't that funny? That's a we thing that people that. are doing. I've, I have been seriously thinking about how I can make a lava lamp work with the dried flowers in my room. I don't think I can make it work. What fucking mean? But I like you want to put the dried flowers in a lava lamp. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Oh, like make no, it no, work no. as in like next to the How flowers. do I buy a lava lamp? Yeah. How do I make that aesthetic work? I don't think I can. I think I would just have to bring the lava lamp out for moments and then put it away again. But, but this is the thing about lava lamps. It's very disappointing. When they're not on, they look terrible. <laughs> of when course, they're on, they're wonderful. When are they not on? But honestly, I I miss the days of my parents being like what are you doing? I'm going to go hang out in my room. Bye. I'm just going to hang out in my room for a bit. Yeah. And that they're back. They're anymore. back. Go to your room. You're like, fine. I got go to your room. You're like, Who cares? fine. A computer. I never had a computer in my room. I had the computer but it was in my like, room. you know. It's pretty good. 
Yeah, you're allowed to do a lot of naughty things on that computer. Um, you yeah, like play The Sims. What are you talking about? That's all. Yeah. Mm, that's all. But um, seriously, playing in your room? Fucking kill me. Hanging out in your room? Dead. I want that. Back again. And you're like sitting there doing something and someone calls you on your landline in your room? Fuck no, me I didn't up. Have, I have a landline in my room, but these kids do. Yeah. It's a, cool. It looks fantastic. I um <gasps> Reading a magazine? Did you ever do sneaky phone calls at night? No. Oh, I used to. Do, I was like the master of the sneaky phone call at night. Like on a landline. Yeah. No, I never really had to. I mean, I can't remember how obvious. we got away with it. Well, I don't know how you got away with it because dial up. Well, no, yeah, but, but we'd like hang up off the internet and then, or we had broadband by the time I was in year like. 10, yeah. Or split split ADSL whatever it is. Um. And I would, I would, I would somehow, I can't remember how we did it, but I would call Eliza on her household landline <laughs> and, but like at like 10 o'clock at night when everyone was in bed. I don't know how you got away with that. I don't know how, but we had, we, we had worked out some system where she would answer the phone. Like she when, didn't have to, like you didn't even let it ring? Yeah. Like. Yeah. No one knew the phone rang. I can't remember yeah. how we did it though. That's pretty fucking sneaky genius. I would and then we would talk on the phone, and I'm not even kidding. Sometimes until like six a.m. About what? About fucking nothing and Actually, everything. You, know what? you and I have like talked for hours about actual yeah. nothing. You were the worst friend for that though. You always fall asleep. Bitch, are you kidding me? You literally talk for hours about like the pins you didn't buy. And I like expect hours. you to stay awake and talk Are you with kidding me about me? You think I fall asleep? You fall asleep. Oh, whatever. You fall asleep. You're the worst friend. Oh, I'm such a bad friend. I only listen to you You'll talk for You'll never be Eliza. Hours. Just saying. <laughs> I am... Um, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I miss the, the simple things in life. And one of them yeah. is just fucking hanging in your room. Oh, with my room. with my mosquito net and my Total Girl magazine oh, and shit. my headbands. Like, like oh, good old... My monobrow. I mean, I would have had a monobrow. <laughs> <laughs> I still got my teddy bear. Should I give him a wash? Snowy. Oh, yeah, I've still got... I, only, I didn't keep many things, but I do have my Care Bear, my purple Care Bear. <gasps> purple Care Bear. Care Bear, the best. I should give. I should bring that down out of the cupboard. Mm. Yeah, I I am very interested by American high school tropes. I think they're quite fascinating. Yeah, and it's just yeah. interesting watching this film and knowing all the films around this era that were very similar, and films that have been influenced by this film since, mm. like you know, Mean Girls mm. and. Mm. Heather's, kind of... which I've not seen. But no, um, what's the film we just watched a few film. weeks ago that we covered? Yeah. Um, what was it called? I can't remember. Brain fart. Dangerous Liaisons? Yeah, Dangerous Liaisons. Good one. Yes. Okay, but what's the film called? Oh, uh, Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions, thank you. Yeah. This had very similar Cruel Intentions vibes. Yeah. Like teenagers doing non-teenage things. Yeah. Um, quite liked it. Being but... savage and kind oh, of funny yes. and dark and... Yeah, they, people were really, they were really interested in this whole getting away with murder thing, weren't they? Doing things you weren't meant to be doing, the average teenager wouldn't do. Yeah. Quite fascinated by that. Um, can we talk a little bit about the, the, the kink stuff in this film? 
Sure. Dive in. I say kink because that's the word that they use. Yeah. I'm so confused by it. How so? Was the whole point just to kind of amp up the fact that she's doing things that a teenage, you know, she's acting like an adult? I don't... The, what do you mean? The whole lollipop thing? I was so confused. What lollipop thing? What do you mean, what lollipop thing? The lollipop thing in the mouth. The gobstopper? No, lollipop. I'm so sorry. The ice ice block. Oh, with the boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit weird. What that was all was, that about? Um, it felt so out of place. <laughs> it, was a bit, it was a little bit sexy. It was very nice. <laughs> I felt like wrong watching it. It was really strange. It felt really out of place in this film. Um, I, went, I read one review on um, Letterboxd and it was a four-star review. And all it said was that scene where she makes him suck the... Makes him give the um, ice ice lolly a blowjob made me gay. <laughs> it's a great role for him. Yeah, like, it's a good little it's a good little bit for him. It makes him look good. Yeah, but oh my gosh, that feels like something out of you know how I've got all these films that are like another gay movie and like they're yes. all these like terrible. Yeah, it feels like that. It feels like something out of one of those films. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Just this random moment that like takes you out of it, and you're like, yeah. what? Which was, actually that was the only bit that kind of took me out of the film. Yeah. And thinking of that, because I was thinking now, like, I could train of thought, another gay movie, all these kind of, like, tongue-in-cheek, shitty camp, like, it's bad, but we know it's bad, but you're going to buy it anyway, kind of comedies. Which star Mink stole, in some cases. Literally referencing, or in a kind of a direct lineage, I guess, of John Waters. And here we are again. I feel like this Mm. film really has this lineage of John Waters in it. Yeah. What was it? The other film we were talking about with that as the example. We're talking about Hairspray. Yeah, no, it was something else. It was another movie we've covered recently. Was it Legally Blonde? No, no. What a good film Legally Blonde was. Oh, I know, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> something else. No, I can't remember. And we referenced John Waters because it was like bad but good. But was We talked about John good, Waters when it came purpose? to the fact that Hairspray was... A musical yeah. based on a, a movie based on a musical based on a movie. Yeah, no, it must have been something else. Hang on, let me have a look mm. at what we've done. Lockdown is fucking with my head. I I, know. I have no concept of time I know. or... I know. Where we are, what we're doing. It was a recent one. Um, Oh, was it Rocky? Were you talking about Rocky in that sense? Oh, why would we talk about John Waters with Rocky? Because it was, like, bad but good? Maybe. I'm gonna kiss you. You don't have to kiss me back if you don't wanna. I think it was people, Rocky. People it was Rocky. How funny! People have told me how funny your impersonation was. I wasn't. I wasn't even yeah. trying. No, I know that's what's funny. <laughs> you just like doing your general mumble. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. A rocket, yeah. That that moment really took me out of it. But that's right. You're exactly right. It's like the moments in. It's like those stupid. I've never seen really seen them, but like American Pie. Oh, you haven't seen them. I don't think I've seen American Pie, no. I, I think I've, like, walked in while others have been watching it and kind of know the general gist that, yeah, like, right. something happens with semen. I don't know. I don't even know no, what No, not semen. About. It's not, it's not no? as crude as that. Really? Like, it's about a bunch of dudes who want to lose their virginity before they go to college. The first one, at least. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah. And one guy played by Jason, what's his name? Jason... I can't Don't remember know. his name. He's in Orange is the New Black as well now. Very good. Okay. Um, he, they know some guy who has had sex. Like, what's it like? Tell me what it's like. It's like warm apple pie. 
And then one day he's home and he sees his mum's made an apple pie and he... <gasps> what does he do? <laughs> what do you think he does? He, he's, he sees pie. what it's like. And then his dad, played by... What do you one... mean he sees what it's like? He kisses the pie. He puts his fingers into it. <gasps> and then it cuts to his dad coming home. Why played... did I think he was just going to kiss the pie? No, to, like, he puts his fingers warm. into it. <gasps> and he, his dad comes home, played by... um, oh, What's his name? I don't know. Um, Shits Creek. Dan Le- G- Levy. Miss Daddy Levy. Yeah, it was Dan. No, Daddy. Dad Levy. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of think of his name? Gene oh, Levy? Um, no. No. Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy, thank you. Yeah. Eugene Levy comes home and old mate is fucking the pie in the kitchen. <gasps> like like his pie. dick is in the pie. Yeah. And then it just, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And then it cuts to a shot of this pie sitting on the bench. Absolutely fucking ruined. It's, I would be deceased if I spent hours making a pie and that's how it was going to be treated. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know about that. Hmm. I would be fun. I'd be, I'd be really interested to watch those films, or at least the first one again. Should we add it to the list? Maybe uh, I'll ask the people. I'll put a story out and ask the people. May, uh, I don't know if it's something to talk about on the podcast. Maybe you just need to watch it and lol at it because I don't think it's oh, gonna be good. Okay, but maybe good to talk about. It's it was um it was an I'd early film of my. I'd be interested just to know what I think of it as an adult. Yeah, true. I was a little bit obsessed with it because I thought Sean William Scott was the sexiest man alive. He's so, he's so grossly attractive, but like in a way that's like ill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, like he hasn't had like, a shower, yeah. but he's still attractive. Yeah, I'm into that. What's he oh. look like now? Do you know what movie he is actually good in? And I can't believe I've Tell seen me. it. Um, <sighs> oh, yeah, still pretty hot. And so, it has Paul Rudd in it jaw. as well. Oh, Paul Rudd, get the fuck out. Oh, so hot. I know. And ageless. Know. That guy has not aged. Ever. I know, I know, I know. Um, Quick, let me have a quick look. Oh, dude was Paul in my Rudd, car, Gordon. famously. Which which is something I made you watch? Can you remember I made you watch that? I know. What a terrible film. Because but but that's that's like a perfect example of like pre podcast podcast. Like that's me being like you got to watch this, and you watch it and you're like, oh my god, that would have been a great podcast episode. Role models. Have you seen the film? Oh yeah, really good film. Really funny. It's actually really good. It's a great film. Thank you. I'm so glad you've seen it. It's actually good. I have it. On DVD because my brother bought it for me for Christmas one year and I was like, "What's this?" And I never yeah. watched it. And then like two years later, watched it. I know I can't believe I watched the DVD that I own that I hadn't watched. Um, it's actually I good. really liked it. It's really me good. too. It's actually really funny. Yeah, and it's got it's old mate in it who's quite yeah. young. Yeah, playing the kid who's now you know older in in all the films. Yeah. Um. Good movie. Good one. It, it is a good one, actually. It is. I, I can't believe I've seen it. Jane Lynch yeah. is in it. Ken Jeong. Jane Lynch is in it. That's right. Keegan Michael Key is in it. Oh my god. I'm just looking at like. Yeah, all me too. There. Louis C.K. Briefly. Yeah. It's a great film. It's it's a good movie. It actually, it's a good movie. Agreed. Um, yeah. Okay, maybe I'll. There are a couple of films you and I have discussed lately. Floated. By watching on the pod, I might put them out to the people and see if people want us to cover them. Mm, okay. <clears throat> Do you remember what they are? We'll talk about I've got a little list. Yeah. I've got them on the list. I've got them on the list. 
Um, what else have I written on my little actual All list right. about this film? Anything else you want to say about this film? Yeah. Um, Go, anything else? Uh, a quote yeah. here. Um, he's in drama, so we can't confirm hetero status. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah, I know. So good. Um, but to be honest, I couldn't confirm hetero status either. He, he really... Everyone he really feels a bit gay in this film. Jeff. I've written that here. I was like, okay, so is everyone gay? <laughs> everyone. It, the bi energy is, yeah. is absolutely... Everyone, even the people in the background. I've written literally nobody is in re- even remotely sad. Even like when the parents find the body, it cuts so we don't even see them again. I know. So we don't even see them being sad or shocked. I know. I know. Um, I love when Fern pulls up in her red car and it's just on the bonnet being like, oh, oh, mm, while some music plays. And everyone's like, wow, oh. It's like in The Sims when Drew, Perry, Drew Carey shows up at your party and everyone comes out and is like, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh, wow. (laughs) Yes. Was the whole thing that, like, she was being sexy? Is that what it was? What they were, like, besotted by? Sexy and popular and just, like, has, like, social power. And just her... She was just sitting on the bonnet. Her pulling up out the front of the car, pumping some loud tunes, which got everyone's attention. And then they're like, oh, my God, it's her. It's her. Let's go see. Oh, my God. I don't think I can even get up on the bonnet of my car. I'd love to see you try. I'd love love to to see see you try. try too. I don't think I could ever get up on my bonnet. I think you'd probably dent, dent the bonnet. <laughs> probably buckle <gasps> under your weight. Um, I thought of another. I thought of another trope that kind of we won't ever do again. What? Which is write, writing your phone number on someone's palm. Like <gasps> Julie writes on her the number. palm. It was so impractical. I was like, that's not gonna last. I guess it Julie worked. writes her number, and it's like you know a three-digit yeah. fucking number. It's like five 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 four one five. Yeah. On on his palm. Have you ever done that? Did you ever have to do have to do that? No, no. I think by the by the time I had a number, like a, a mobile phone number, it was a mobile phone number, I guess. Unless and I like wrote it in someone's diary or someone or something like early high school when it was like landline time. I'd like write it in someone's school diary or something. I remember with my my first phone, my Nokia. You'd have to you would have to put like a contact because no one had socials, so you couldn't. Yeah. There was no such thing. So you weren't, like, talking over any other medium besides, like, texting. So you'd have to make a new contact oh, in your, not, not in your phone. In my, not in my life. I was I was very much on the MSN messenger bandwagon. Oh, MSN, of course. I'm, I'm talking phone number. Sure, sure, yeah. You weren't just going to, like, talk over messenger or talk on Instagram or Snapchat or something. Oh, in terms of on your phone, yeah. Yeah. But, like, also, I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager... Um, I had a prepaid phone with thirty dollars of credit, and like yeah, me text too. messages were twenty five cents. You didn't get many. You had to like, yeah, be I was very scared careful. shitless to press on the fucking. I was scared shitless to press on the world button and go to the internet. Oh my god, yeah. Me, like, well, $5. I didn't. I didn't have to have a phone that did that. <laughs> oh, I was scared. I was. My parents scared me sick to think of what might happen if my finger accidentally slips. I did when. I, by the time I had a, a Motorola Razor, which had that button. I accidentally yeah. did push it sometimes and I, like, nearly vomited from panic. Ooh! I would have been so scared. I don't even want to know what the ramifications would have been for me. But really, can you imagine kids these days not understanding if you couldn't go on the internet on your phone? Yeah, it's a bit weird. There's no safari, bitches. <laughs> or just the idea, even the idea of, like, a text message costs 25 cents. Yeah. And a text message is, like... What, 140 characters? And if you went over that, that's two text messages. That's 50 cents. Patrick, you don't even need text messages anymore. You just need data. I know. <laughs> that thought. Oh, wild. 
Wild. We sound so old. Wild. We are so old. <laughs> Fucking payphones are free now. Like, what is going on? I know. Why are you calling them payphones? Just call them, call them phone boxes. Yeah. You don't have to pay anymore. I know. Wild. I want to go and try it. There's one oh, I have. on my street. It's great. Have you? Yeah. <gasps> Emma, let's call each other from payphone. <laughs> <gasps> let's call each other from a payphone. Yes. Oh, that's the way to reconnect. I've got one to send Oh, my God. Let's, let's do it. I'm going to call you on the payphone and wait, just wait for you to answer. Are you going to call my mobile? Oh, I'm not going to call the payphone. Okay, okay, yeah, cool. That makes more sense. How, what the fuck do I dial? I don't know what to dial. Well, I'd no, get to the payphone and tell you the mobile. number and then you call that number. Oh, no, I'll call your mobile. Yeah, fun. <gasps> and do you know how I'll answer? Oh, it's on tour, Patrick speaking. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. How fun. Okay. Um, well, do you know what? I think we've milked as much as we can out of this jawbreaker. Yeah. Um, let me just, like, one little last look at this list. I, I've made quite a song and dance about the fact that he's backstage soldering. <laughs> yeah. And this goth chick giving me ab- her absolute life. So good. Awful eyebrows. Oh, and the hair that's, like, dipped in purple. So good. She looks like every girl in Newtown. Did you notice that um, the most popular girl in school, what's her name? Um, Courtney. Courtney. Has like a little personalized passport out from the school. No, like, has a I name didn't on notice it. that. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. So stupid. Oh, it is Dane. You're right. Dane is hot. I've written. I knew it was Dane. Why did I write Kyle in that other bit? I didn't. I just I invented Kyle. I just wrote Dane. Dane is hot. actually seems sweet. He was hot. He um. He doesn't seem like a silly jock. He gave good popsicle. <laughs> I've written here. What in the popsicle blowjob is this? I know. What is that scene? It's so random. I was into it. And they're on a circular bed? Oh, circular bed. Hello, 90s. Hello, impracticality. Oh, very popular back then, mate. Well, it's like from the 70s, 80s. And they'd often, like, very fancy, like, porn den circular bed. It would be on a revolve as well. Imagine trying to find a fitted sheet for that. They would have made them back then. Yeah. Would have been the whole thing, whole industry. Uh, Final thoughts, jawbreaker. Good. It was good. Fun. It started and I was like, oh, no, what? Uh, yeah. But then once I got onto the ride and understood what ride I was on, I was I was, I was, I was, was on the ride. Yeah. Fun. Would I watch it again? Don't know. Neither here nor there. No. Oh, it sits in I the same mention. category as, it sits in the same category as Cruel Intentions to me, which is like. Yeah, I think so. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Like, yeah. pretty pleased I've seen it. If yeah. I was if I was like at a party and someone put it on, I'd kind of half watch it. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh god, get the TV. Uh, but I wouldn't. I don't think I'm going to seek it out anytime soon. No. Again. I'm kind um, of surprised it's on Netflix. <laughs> oh, I'm not. It would have been like an easy thing to just throw up there, and a lot of people like it. Like it has a lot True. of nostalgic value. I True. mean, the people voted. The people wanted us to watch it. We have watched what you wanted, peoples. Yeah. Um, something I just briefly forgot to mention is whenever there were like these, like transitions, they'd be like, these sound effects. I thought it was kind of fun. The angles were quite cool. There were some cool angles that they shot in. Yeah. The cinematographer, whose fucking probably debut it was, made a meal out of it. (laughs) Um, some of the sound mixing was a mess, but that's fine. Better sound mixing than Rocky. Better, but like, honestly... Sometimes worse. Like, I know. there was like a scene, I can't remember where it was, but they were driving in a car and there was music playing. 
and like they were having a conversation over the music and I just couldn't understand what they were saying because the music yeah. it was oh anyway it's a shame anyway jawbreaker Cute. um jawbreaker. we never actually talked about the the candy I kept thinking the whole time how funny it was that you didn't know what it was and the film is literally like this is what a jawbreaker is <laughs> yeah. from the opening credits of like you know Willy Wonka style like how it's yeah. made yeah and then yeah. literally there's that section of the film where they're like a jawbreaker and it like goes into detail I know about it breaks it is. down for me I was like, oh, Emma will be happy. I know. I have to find one and send it to you online. Thank you. I don't know where I'm going to buy you a jawbreaker on the internet. I'm sure I'll find it somewhere. Kmart, the lolly section of Kmart. Genuinely, probably. But yeah. you got to go. But for a real one, you got to go like the lolly swagman. You got to go to like somewhere like yeah. Cool. yeah. The lolly swagman. Yeah, in Berma. Rip. I miss that place. Oh, rip, 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 wood chick. Turn it into dust. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Jawbreaker. Break well my done. jaw emma is it broken oh no but my fucking the pinched nerve in my neck is a bit aggravating oh, no. oh, my tooth is oh well broken, just so you know i broke jaw my tooth <laughs> i literally you broke my tooth on soup tonight ever <laughs> at least i was i was not completely wrong that this film did have something to do with a blowjob it did you're not yeah, wrong there was, there was blowy content yep there was quite a bit of it yeah there we go i knew it how about that? Pow! Right in the kisser. Um, look, oh, 1999, right. Serving the Goods again. Two really good films. Yeah. Two very two different films. films. But, like, films I'm glad we've seen. Yeah. And I think every single one so far. So what have we got? We've got Jawbreaker. We've got Magnolia. We've got Cruel Intentions. And we've got Being John Malkovich. All, like, weird. Like, all yeah. this kind of, like, really weird trippy. otherness to them yeah they're trippy films yeah yeah maybe I that's just you. because we've had our people that we know and love pick them for us and they're the ones that we know we're gonna respond to yeah 
But also, I think that that's like a thing that is just it's, was like. I think it's indicative you know, of the year. Yeah. It's indicative of where everyone's heads were at. What what were companies willing to greenlight that year? <laughs> really fucking weird things. Yeah. Into really it. Weird things. Alrighty. Well, we're gonna leave 1999 behind at least for now. For now, we'll be back. I'm sure we'll be back. We we have to be. Look at that list of gold. Yeah, I know. We've got to come back. We're gonna move on to territory that is very, very, very unknown to me. Yeah, very we're unknown. Slide into something a little bit more. Casey, of sorts, I guess. I'm a little bit nervous because it's it's very much out of my comfort zone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love it as a genre. No. Um, my I hate to say it, but my parents really do, and I often have to sit through. Yeah, they do, don't they? Like my parents will, if I'm home. They will open the Netflix and flick to like action movies and just start scrolling. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's that's yeah. the night. That's what we're doing. We're watching a two and a half hour movie starring Chris Pratt. Well, not Chris Pratt. What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Made for Netflix. Vaguely Chinese propaganda. Like, oh, here we go. Um, yeah. All righty. So that's what we're doing. We're doing action. We're doing it. We're doing action movies. Action man. Classic action films. That are pretty well known. Yeah, definitely. I've seen both. You've seen both. But when I quite was a while ago, like a kid, because my brother yeah. Tim was an action fan. You know, a, a little connoisseur of action kids. He had Action Man, Action Men. You know the dolls. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was he was very like pow 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 army man woo 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 kind of kid. Cute. Uh, so we watched uh, both of these when I was. Oh, kid. I just say what they are. The first one is, I've forgotten. Speed. It's Speed. (laughs) (laughs) And the second one is Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Both of these films are on like all the lists of like action movies you have to watch. They're both good. Best action movies. I have great memories of both. I don't have very good, like strong memories of both. I can like see snippets in my head and I know the kind the of overall only thing I know about speed is that it's Sandra Bullock and County Reeves and something to do with a bus. That's all I know. Yeah. The bus I don't know anything else. Around. I don't know a single fucking thing about who's in the Terminator. Arnold what is the Terminator? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, you're not allowed to say his name. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. 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 <laughs> oh god. You're not allowed to say it. Arnold Arnie. You can just call him the governor. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger, you always add a D. And old mate, old mate, Lin- Linda, Cut- Linda Cartwright, is that her name? Linda Cartwright? Who's that? Okay, someone. Uh, if it's Linda Cartwright, I'll get a gold star. I don't know who that is. Linda Cartwright. Is that her? Is that you, bitch? No, I don't think that's a person. I don't know who that is. But I'm I know that... Oh, okay, so Arnold is... Is a Terminator or is he the Terminator? Uh, is it a noun? Is it a, a verb? A, V, the A, yes. Linda Hamilton. Linda, ha- I don't know who that is. Uh, she plays Sarah Connor and she's very good. I think she won an award for it from memory. Um, What's Sarah Connor? She's kind of the main character-ish. Isn't Arnie film. the main character? Oh, you know no, what? No, not really. Watch it and find out. <gasps> okay. Wait and see. Um, but they are making a sequel to the Terminator like at the moment, I think. Like Terminator oh, 4 cool. or something. And she's reprising the role in her, like, older years. Have you ever seen any Very of the, exciting. um... Oh, why would they have an old actress play it? Um, have you ever seen 
uh, Tomb Raider, like Angelina Jolie. The Laura Croft one? Yes, I have. Because Laura Croft, Lara Croft. Laura, Laura, Laura Croft. Oh, <laughs> because I've never seen that because get, get ready for this. We had uh, a short class assignment where we had to write a short story in year eight. This guy plagiarized the whole film of the <laughs> Tomb Raider film and oh just went God. with it. Like, just decided to like write a, a 40, p- 40 page treatise. I wrote the whole thing. Like, people were handing in, like, a page and a half, and I handed in, like, literally, like, 30 pages, and it was the whole film Tomb Raider plagiarised and got really Oh, my good God. Marks. Did we you got... ever get caught out? No, I got really good marks. I got excited. Oh, my God. It was great. Dead. All right. Keen. There are films. I'm looking forward to them. And you haven't, you haven't seen either of them, and you don't really know no. much about them. I know fuck all about them. This is the first time we've tackled, like, a sequel. I feel like I, I don't need our, to watch Terminator yeah, 1. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking. I wonder what our kind of... Maybe maybe it's more fun if we don't. Because I don't think I've ever seen Terminator 1, to be honest. I feel like I have just a hunch that I'm not going to need to see Terminator 1 to know what's going on. Maybe we do like a little Wikipedia Google, like a plot, a plot yeah. reading. Yeah, that would, yeah sure, right. the number one. Oh, yeah. don't, make me watch, don't make me watch them all. Don't, no, we're not going to watch it. I don't think we watch it. But let's... Okay. Let's, let's yeah, a little Wikipedia plot, for sure. All right, that sounds well, good. How good? Okay, well, well skiddly do pops. Skiddly do pops. What is that from? Skiddly do pops. It's from those TikToks that I've been sending you. It is, dude. He's so great. He's the very guy. Funny. Why are you whispering? Because I just remembered what it is from. Skiddly do pops. All right, skiddly do pops. Well, skiddly do pops. Friends, right, countrymen, pops. find us online at Double Bed Double Bill on Facebook or Instagram. Bum, chat, bum, chat, bum. You are Go, keep obnoxious. going. I was whispering Nah, it. we're done. Double-double-double-gmail.com if you want us. Find us next If week. they don't know by now, like, they're idiots. People stop listening by this point. No one listens exactly. to this point. But exactly. if you are listening, I am so sorry for Emma. That's Rude. all. Okay. That's all. Bye-bye. <laughs> See you again. Same Bye. place, same time. No one's Bye. going anywhere. Okay, give it a beat. Oh, give it a beat. Don't bum bum bow. Hit it. No, don't drop a sick beat. I said give it a beat, as in a pause, as in a rest. <laughs> Fucking MC Wogga over here. <laughs> I'm sick. That's MC Fatush. <laughs> MC Manush in the house. That's the funniest thing I've said all day. That's the funniest thing I've done. Give it a beat. Bow. Oh. Chicka bow. I'm glad I could give you the platform to express yourself.